0: Lock Talk Radio.
1: This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Ready,
0: sit,
2: Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all NFL, NBA, MLB NHL as well as indoor football and high school sports now it's time here's Sonny Clark
1: as uh, Brissett will not will not be starting. He is out for the Indianapolis Colts. So that situation there, they're going to go to the backup quarterback position. And then um, uh, Josh Gordon, he is supposedly on track to make his debut for the Seattle Seahawks. Folks, I'm just going to be honest. I don't think we're going to see him today. Um, and now... Here's a big one. Carl Joseph on injured reserve with a foot injury for the Oakland Raiders. Now they play Thursday night. I picked the Raiders. uh, Cuervo, uh, Tarvin, and Dennis, my brother, uh, brother, um, picked the Chargers in that game. So um, I'm I'm warming up on them. Um, And then the uh, let's see, there was another piece. Oh, the Falcons have placed uh, their running back um, on. I.R., Smith is on I.R., so he is not going to be a part of that. So watch out for that. And there is a question mark on whether or not we'll see Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs uniform. Uh, my, my man, Matt Moore, uh, doing a good job in the backup position. I, wouldn't put, uh, I would not put Patrick Mahomes uh, in the lineup today. Um, let's see, Kansas City has Tennessee, um, and that defense that defense could get at it. So you don't necessarily want him to be in there. Also, the uh, Minnesota Vikings, uh, they are without their uh, star wide receiver. Uh, Oh, you did pick the Raiders. Thank you. I'll I'll make the change on the paper. Um, Theon is out for the Minnesota Vikings for Sunday night football. So watch out for that. And also the running back Rashad Jones, not that it matters, the Miami Dolphins running back is going to be out for the game as well. Uh, but some other news that had happened earlier in this uh, week, and then we'll go there. Le'Veon Bell, uh, according to Todd, uh, is questionable. Um, the Jets have, uh, you know, he says the Jets has zero chance uh, even against the Giants. I, I don't know. Both those teams are so bad. I, you know, I, I can't, uh, can't decide. I haven't made my final decision on that one, uh, so we'll be going over all the games as well. So, um, But now I want to get to some of the news that has happened this week. Now, it, this just all depends on what you think about certain things, okay, and certain players. And impact players, what are they all about? To me personally, I I see – The benefit, obviously, of having impact players on your football team. I see it. I know what they do. And and even the pains in the asses, and and I'm talking about Antonio Brown. Even him. I see the benefit of having this guy on your football team if you are in the NFL. I see it all the time. And As much as I don't like the guy personally, can't stand him, don't want to hear from him, uh, more more the fact that this is a guy that just won't keep his mouth out of trouble, won't keep his mouth in a position where we are talking about him in a good way. Just his attitude and the way he presents himself, he's a punk. It is just the way it is. He's a punk. And that is the problem. And in, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's because I have never been on the NFL level um, as far as who people are and what they do, why they do it, and everything else. But I – Antonio Brown, with his attitude the way that it is, has got to put himself in a little bit better light, show himself a little bit different position. He has had – a bunch of problems, whether it be go for the Jets, go to the Raiders, now to the uh, uh, New England Patriots, it's off the field problems, and then it's great big burst that he'll never play again, and as soon as someone writes a check, everybody knows, no one takes this guy seriously whatsoever, knows that he is going to be in a lineup if someone cuts him a check. And it could even be for the league minimum, and this guy will be in there. Well, maybe not for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, a a good football team, we'll see him there. But I don't get Antonio Brown. But then again, sometimes I don't understand the diva portion of athletes. I just don't get it. I get it to a point because guess what? If you don't have your superstars there, what happens is is that you could really have a big downgrade from that position. So it's just taking the wide receiver position. Listen, Antonio Brown is way, way, way above our heads. This guy's got the talent. I, I won't deny the talent all day long. But this is a guy that feels or will not adjust his attitude based upon his situation anybody else in the world has to adjust their situation whether he refuses to do it don't want to do it or whatever the case may be he will not adjust to the situation and i'm going to tell you that's you know as far as a person if you are at a regular job and you do something completely outlandish. You know, you need to change your attitude to keep either a a low key or you know keep your job. Um, don't go out and make a great big fool of yourself and bring more attention onto you. You just kind of want to be in the back. Uh, you know, Antonio Brown, he can't help himself. He cannot help himself at all. And that's one of his problems. If this guy could just be low-key and say, listen, guys, I'm just here to play football. Let's just get away from these questions, the ones I'm not going to ask or answer. Let's just talk about football and keep it about football. Let's take all this all the feet off the field stuff. I'm not going to answer to it. And that's all he would have to do. But, oh, no, this guy can't resist. Because he's going to have the microphones in his face. Now, that's because of his checkered pass. That's because of his off-the-field problems. That's because he is just, for the lack of a better word, jerk. He just needs to be low-key. And if a team grabs him up, has the enough, um, he should be thankful. He should be thankful that someone will reach out and say, hey, we see your problems. We see what's going on. Uh, We'll wait and see what's going on as far as this. He hasn't... I I don't know if he's actually been necessarily completely uh, suspended. I don't think he has been. But the way everything is set up, you know, it's going to be... It it is him. Good to see Larry. Good to see Steel City. Oh, Brown, good to see you. So, you know... Sometimes you have to adjust who you are in order to keep a job. Now, the diva situation that is the NFL, that is the wide receiver, that is, uh, you know, the guy that gets the main focus because of his off-the-field nonsense, you know, he can't refuse to just jump in there and continue being the guy that put him in the situation. Now, I'm not saying you've got to be fake. All I'm saying is you've got to say, listen, guys, I'm here to play football now. You, all this other stuff, that has nothing to do with Sunday, has nothing to do with practice. Let's keep it about football because I'm here to play football. All that other stuff will work out. And That's so all you have to do is one. Is Or go ahead and say straight out, listen, guys, we're not talking about this. We're talking about football. But he will not be able to resist whatsoever. And that's one of the problems with Antonio Brown. Good, bad, or indifferent, it is the way it is. And it's not anything about, you know, but it usually comes from the Diva wide receivers or the Diva superstars that just can't keep themselves out of trouble, off the football field, that, obviously brings it into the football field and whether or not someone will go ahead and continue keeping this guy on their roster. So that being said, if you're a football team, do you take a chance on Antonio Brown? Well, all the teams that are not in contention shouldn't. Chris Creighton, good to see you. All the teams that are, you know, not going to make the playoffs, the ones that really completely stink, You know, you don't take the chance on him. You already know you suck. You don't need an Antonio Brown to magnify how bad you suck by having a polarizing personality on your football team. You're already in bad shape as it is by not being good. But if you're a football team that is in contention, if you're a football team that needs a guy, and this is obviously if he is eligible to play, in the NFL. Again, I don't necessarily know that situation. If he's eligible, I think he is. Do you take that risk and you grab up Antonio Brown? Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I hate to even say it, because I, I personally, again, I don't like him. He's a punk. But if I'm trying to win the Super Bowl, if I'm trying to win a playoff game, I'm wondering myself, if Antonio Brown is able to be gotten, do we go ahead and take the risk? But the risk-reward factor is going to be there. Listen, he got his money. He's going to get his money. So you can let, in theory, should be able to sign this guy at the league minimum and go from there. And if you're a team that's struggling or on the outside of maybe trying to make a push for the playoffs, maybe do you give this guy a chance? Well, that all depends upon your coaching staff on how well they can handle a guy like this. Because there have been some guys that can't. And I'll give you a classic example of this. Antonio Brown's personality is a guy that is a punk. And all you got to do, there's a place for this guy. But Quinn in Atlanta, you would think, oh, this guy, you know, he's he's been part of everything that's going on. Maybe Atlanta be the place. Well, they get rid of rid of Muhammad Sanu, which was the stupidest mistake that that franchise could have done. Getting rid of their number two, unbelievable, stupid move. I'm I'm wondering if they're hoping that he'll get cut in New England, and they can bring him back, but. The problem is is that Antonio Brown fits that mold down in Atlanta. And why is that? Well, it is real simple because Quinn knows how to uh, go ahead and coach the Punks. The reason why the Atlanta Falcons are not a good football team, guys, is real simple, is that there are no Punks on that team. Really, you think about it. Go through the roster. There are no Punks on that team. No wonder Dan Quinn can't coach him. He only knows how to coach the League of Bungholes. The Legion of Boom or whatever. League, I call them the Legion of Bungholes. I'm tired of this that, that whole situation. And I'm glad that's all done. Because guess what? I'm a Seattle Seahawk fan now. They got rid of all those problem children. And they are in pretty good shape right now. And you gotta be happy with that if you're a Seattle fan. Maybe you're not, maybe you like the aspect of the punk team, but Dan Quinn knows how to coach punks. He would be a perfect fit in Atlanta. So the question would be, what would you take? it? You know, if I'm a team that's on the outside looking in, trying to make the playoffs, you know, I, I might throw, I might throw it and see what, see what could stick again. Not necessarily knowing his NFL status right now, I think he's okay. I haven't heard anything differently that he has actually been suspended for the situation. But I think I'm taking a flyer on Antonio Brown. But, you know, if I'm the Jets, Giants, Miami Dolphins, all the teams that really do stink it up, that and the Bengals, do you really go after that guy? No, you're already sucked. You don't need the drum. So lots of stuff there. Put in the comments, if you're watching up on the video, what you think about Antonio Brown, we'll rock it with this one. But uh, we're here. It's week number 10 of the NFL. Robert Tripp and Thomas and Tina, thanks all for joining us here in the Couch Potato Sports Show. Appreciate that. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to go through all the games here again, like we always do on a Sunday morning. The traditional thing of what we do each and every week that keeps us going. And one of my favorite one of my favorite things to do during the week. And uh, my brother says nobody in the world can bring that guy to him. But at the same time, if you're a struggling football team, depending on what kind of team that you are, do you you know you do have to ask the question. But I think I'm right with my brother. See, because that's the hard thing to make the decision on. Do you bring this guy there? You're making a run for the playoffs. Do you bring him? Up? Do you bring him on your football squad? You know, I, I, think I don't think know. so, Jim. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. So. Checking out that situation, we'll keep a track of that and go with it. We're on the Couch Potato Sports Show, three-hour extravaganza in our 10th season here on the Couch Potato Sports Show on Blog Talk Radio, um, as well as video of what we're doing. And uh, uh, for my locals that listen to me, the Raleigh Eagles uh, took the loss against the Saxe Mustangs 42-40. to uh, The Neiman Forest Rangers beat the Lakeview Centennial Patriots on Friday night. And with that victory combined with the round that Eagles lost, they did not qualify for the playoffs. So as far as calling the games on the high school level, I may call one more game. Uh, based upon what's going on in the Garland ISD, we might get out and call the name of Forest Game. as they. Uh, I'm not sure who they are. They've taken on Prosper, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we may get out there and call that game for the Garland ISD. As we call the games for the Raleigh Eagles, we might make our way out there. So... That having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. What we're going to do now is we're going to take our first break, and then we're going to come back. Uh, Waiting on Cuervo, he's fashionably late um, on a Sunday morning. No great big surprise. Um, Maybe we'll get him in here, hopefully. I know he's been traveling. I know he's got a lot of things that he's been doing as far as uh, his work is concerned. But we're going to do that. We're going to do a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll start covering all the games in the NFL. You're listening. to That being said, we'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence, staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 200 five, five, at 214 100 100 4, 200 What's a general contractor? What's a Proud sponsor of the Rowland New York Radio Project. <laughs> This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Liberty Air and Heat. Everybody knows what the Texas Heat can do, your air conditioning and heating systems. That's why you need the experts that deliver the best and most honest service in the Rowlett area. We provide the high-quality air conditioning and heating services that keep you more comfortable when you need it. We strive to always meet and exceed customers' expectations, competency, and accountability, as well as satisfaction. Action. So contact Liberty Air and Heat at 469-678-9444 or visit them on the web at
0: libertyairandheat.com.
1: At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher.
2: With over 50
1: combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance, and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullitt at 214 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowland. and take it for a ride, check out Costco Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. also Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Railroad Road where
0: we make insurance funds. Or check us out on the web at costcoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee fun. on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The
1: prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62 because these decisions are so important. My firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security maximization, please give our office a call today
2: at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestagadvice.com. There is nothing that beats good home-cooked barbecue. Since 1941, Dickey's Barbecue has done all the cooking, and you take all the credit. Whether you want real Texas brisket, Virginia ham, southern pulled pork, or fall-off-the-bone ribs, Dickey's Barbecue is the place to go. Choose from our favorite sides of barbecue beans, creamy coleslaw, potato salad, jalapeno beans, and many more. Come see us today at our Rowlett location, 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 1 10 in the Target Shopping Center. Whether you want to eat in or take it home, we will fix you up. Don't forget for your next event, call the catering guy at 972-345-6424. That number again is 972-345-6424. Come visit us today at 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110 in the Target Shopping Center. Also, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dickies Rowlett for Lip smacking, rib tickling, knee slapping, foot stomping, great taste in barbecue. Come see us at Dickie's Barbecue today.
0: All
3: right, we
1: are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, as we're covering all the games on the NFL. We are in our 10th season. Thanks for joining us here for Denise. Good to see you. Good morning. Uh, so, that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. We're going to go ahead and get
0: into the first game that's up on tap here on the Country Sports Show. Yeah. The Arizona Cardinals on the road
1: take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's interesting about this one is obviously the situation of the former coach, Bruce Arians, who is now the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, comes into town. Actually, Arizona comes into Tampa Bay. And everybody is really liking what they're seeing from Kyle Murray. I mean, there really are. They, they like everything that's going on with him, um, and in reality, when you look at Bruce Arians and what he is doing for this football team as far as the Bucks are concerned, he is trying to mold a quarterback, which is very hard, especially when you're talking about James Winston. He's not the easiest guy in the world to coach. He is not the easiest guy that you can sit here and say, "This, with some really good prep, we can change him quickly. No, this is a job that's going to take some time. This is a job that you cannot expect immediate success from if you are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ownership and or Bruce Arians. So a couple of things up on this. You got two young guys at the quarterback position. Which one's better? I cannot tell you. Jameis Winston is a turnover machine. This guy knows how to throw an interception at any given moment of a football team, and sometimes, and a lot of times, not in a very, very good spot for him. Sometimes the worst decisions that he has made is when to throw that football and the time of that costing turnovers and costing football games. And you see that in the record of a 2-6 and six football team. That is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, On the other hand, you got another football team where you got a young coach, young quarterback, different type of style. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I think if there's one guy that can handle an Arizona Cardinal team and a Kyler Murray-led football team is Bruce Arians. This is the guy that knows this is the guy that led the Arizona Cardinals to the Super Bowl. Now, guys. The Arizona Cardinals, the Cardinal franchise, didn't back to St. Louis. Never been in the Super Bowl. They've been in championships before the NFL started charging the football or the, uh, the Super Bowl, but no Super, Super Bowl appearances until Bruce Arians was the head coach of that football team. Now, granted, they had they had um, Kurt Warner at that time, so that was that was a big for him, but. The Bucks haven't made the playoffs since 2007. They're not going to make it this year either. The Arizona Cardinals are not going to make it. But as far as futures are concerned, as far as game is concerned, this one here is dynamite. Nothing to lose here in this one. Now, if you go back and you listen to what really people are talking about as far as the relationship with Arizona and Bruce Arians, it was never a bad situation. So, any kind of bad feelings that people have with it are huge. But also, you got a lot of football players that were Arizona Cardinals right over there in Tampa Bay. And that even goes to the coaching staff with Todd Bowles. So, where is that, like? What is that all about? How is that working? And I don't know, I I look like I'm stalled up on the video portion of this. I hate to do this because I don't know if it will kick me off or not. Uh, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. It's not letting me do it. So we may have to make a quick switch at the break. We may have to jump into a quick break so I can throw up a different type of video um, as I'm trying to use a different setup as far as the video was concerned. So I may take a quick break here. Uh, to get that adjusted, to get us back up on the video portion of it. That's probably exactly what we're going to do. Guys, we're going to do that. We're going to hop into a quick break. Oh, Hold on, I'm back there. Okay, so I don't have to. So back to the game. You have Todd Bowles on the defensive side of the ball, which is the defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals when they went to the Super Bowl. Um, all kinds of stuff going on as far as that is concerned. Um so when you have guys like that, also Harold Godwin is also there uh, with him. So, and whether they're offensive linemen such as uh, uh, Watford, uh, Minster, and uh, T.J. Logan, some guys that are former guys from that football team over in Arizona. But Kyler Murray is a different type of guy. But, again, I look at Bruce Arians. As far as coaches are concerned, and I ask myself the question, and I think it's a fairly easy one, can Bruce Arians control this guy? With the combination, the top bowls at the defensive coordinator position, along with Bruce Arians, you, you have to look at it. But David Johnson's supposed to be back for the Arizona Cardinals. Will he be 100%? I don't know. He's missed uh, – uh, Quite a few games this year with the ankle injury. He has 300 yards, uh, 315 receiving as well. So a big impact player might be back. But will he be 100%? I think he's probably going to split some time with Kenyon Drake. 110 yards and a touchdown, caught four passes for 52 yards back on Halloween. And that was a game they lost 28 uh 28 to 25 to the 49ers in a, in a big division game. Also, Chad Edmonds, he's nursing that hammy. This guy came up off the bench. No one even knew who he was. Every fantasy player went out and grabbed that guy as soon as they saw this guy hit and do what he did. So will he be 100%? I, I don't think either one of these teams are a football a good football team. And, in fact, I think to myself, I say to myself, so, who is the better football team? I think it's the Arizona Cardinals, per se. But this one here, you look at what's going on. The Bucs right now led the NFL in rushing defense. They're one of three teams uh, giving up 293 yards passing. So, You've got, to, you've got to take a look at what's going to end up happening. You can look at the numbers. You can look at the stats. But something tells me that the Buccaneers are going to get a victory today. Bruce Arians being the coach of this football team makes that possible. Because I'll be honest with you. I don't know if there's too many other teams out there that can do what Bruce Arians can do on the offensive side of the ball or against the team coming up against them that he's very familiar with. So the simple fact of the matter is neither one of these teams are going to make the playoffs, but it's going to be a good game. And this was one of my sleepers. I'm going to hang on the Bucks in this game um, as far as that's concerned. Uh, right there with me is Charvin from Weigh-In Sports Talk. My brother is going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. He kind of likes that Kyler Murray situation, but, you know, the playoffs are a tough uh, thing to do. The playoffs? And, and you're, talking about, yeah, playoffs? Yes.
0: You kidding me? Yes,
1: the playoffs. Playoffs. Every time I say playoffs, that guy has to get in here. Uh, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's going to be. But sometimes these games where guys have nothing to lose, know they're playing for jobs, not just for this year, but for next year. And this is one team, one game that you can watch both teams and maybe someone will take a flyer for that player and bring them on board somewhere else. So I think this one's going to be a good one. It's going to be fun to watch. If you're an NFL red zone guy such as I am, you will enjoy this one, and it will be a lot of of fun right there. So I'm up on the Arizona Cardinals in that one, so that's going to take us to our next
0: game. That is on the board.
1: Atlanta Falcons are taking on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Normally this, I think, would be a good game. But here's the problem. The situation in Atlanta is dire. They are 1-7, a god-awful 1-7. They get rid of their number two wide receiver, ship them up to New England, maybe with the understanding that, hey, we'll get you in a playoff run, but we want you back if New England doesn't want you. Well, doing England's smart. They'll get that guy really quickly acquainted with Tom Brady because last week in his debut, he wasn't anything to write home to Mama about. Good to see you, Frank. Thanks for joining us. But I love me some Muhammad Sanu. But sometimes a guy who is good as he is is only good as how good the number one wide receiver is on your football team, and, of course, that being Julio Jones for the Atlanta Falcons. But now they go into this game without it. The Atlanta Falcons right now, um, I will tell you, are on a six-game losing streak. And I started with this after the second loss. After I picked them twice, and that was week number three. I said I'm not going to pick this team until they win two games in a row. And I meant it. And they, it doesn't get much better for them as they are. The Atlanta Falcons are one and seven. They're going up against a team that's seven and one, and the. Also, this is a division game. Those are usually hard-nosed dragouts, but I, there's absolutely nothing that is said that you can say that the Atlanta Falcons are going to be able to make a big difference in. I just don't see it. And I, I mean, I could sit here and go through the numbers all day long, okay? But Drew Brees is Drew Brees. And we talked about the situation with the quarterback position in Atlanta with Matt Ryan. This guy is not on a Super Bowl hangover. This guy needs Super Bowl rehab because this guy cannot get out of the funk that he is in, and there is no end in sight for that funk. It's going to continue, at least through this week. But I don't know what needs to happen to Matt Ryan. But the answer is for him not to be in Atlanta next year. The answer is for him to find a new place where he can start off. But the problem with that is is that you'll have the Atlanta Falcons go ahead and grab up a guy and bring him in, and they're not going to be a good football team. And how much can he really help? Case in point, New York Jets. How much can he really help the Jets? Case in point, Miami. Is there any help at all? So bad football teams will be looking for Matt Ryan. I said years ago, three years ago, the Arizona Cardinals should have maybe figured out what to do to get this guy. Now, based upon what he's doing today, not good. But that's the same football team. Cuervo and I have talked about this a lot. Sometimes when you get a a change in scenery, it changes your whole outlook on what you're doing. And Matt Ryan is one of these guys that could be definitely a guy that could look, you know, take advantage of that situation. So, and, and normally this same game and The Falcons are really good, really good pounding rivalry. 99 games since uh, 52 years ago when they came into the league, the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta's 151. So, the Atlanta Falcons, who entered, uh, 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 Mark, Tatton, let me take a step back. The, the, Saints were, the Saints were founded in 67. The Falcons were uh, founded in 66. They had played 99 regular season games with Atlanta winning 51. So, they got over the half mark there. But the last few years have not been on Atlanta side. Dan Quinn's right. Also, you know, when you're a desperate football team, you start doing desperate things to try to make things better. So they go ahead, they fired uh, Manuel on the defensive side. He was the defensive coordinator. And Dan Quinn put his coaching uh, career in jeopardy. But I honestly think Dan Quinn doesn't think he's going to be in Atlanta either. So what's the difference? And especially if the relationship had soured. So it, it's going to be interesting. The, a New Orleans defense, okay, five straight teams that they have played, not allowing them more than 257 net yards, guys. Now, that's not a good football team. That's a great football team. And when you're looking at the NFC, and the teams that are going to be in the playoffs, you have to ask yourself the question: if you don't think that the New Orleans Saints are a team that is definitely on the high, you're not. You're not. You're just not looking at this team. You got something against them. Saints are one of the best teams in the NFC, and and I can go through the divisions and start talking about the divisions. There's nobody, nobody in the NFC that is good as them. You can go to the NFC West and you can you can you can ask. Really, is Seattle, the Rams, are they good enough? San Francisco, are they are they for real? That's the question. I don't think so. Go to the NFC South. They're in it. They're leading that division. Nobody can hold a stick to them. There's one team that might be close to them right now. And, and I don't know how they're doing it, and i was going to say I wouldn't pick the Green Bay Packers at all to beat this football team. But the team that is in second place in that division, the Minnesota Vikings in that defense, that's about the only team that I think is actually close that can really, really put a good product out on the football field to try to beat the Saints. Because I, I can't think of any of them right now. Right now, if I, you know, I'm looking at the NFC. The Saints, the Saints are a shoe in for the NFC championship game. Now, whether or not they'll make it to the Super Bowl, that would be a different story. But that's a bad, bad football team right there. Boy, you've got to look out for the Saints. Defensively, they are a monster And then you have Drew Brees in case he decides that he's going to go off his mind, throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns in a football game, and just wipe you out and skull drag you you all through a football field. And that's what could end up happening there. So I think Dan Quinn knows he's done. I think he has sold it out. I think he's gone. Good to see you, Yolanda. Thanks for checking in. I think he's done, and he knows he's done, and he's just – Getting through the next seven weeks, as we're in week number 10 of the NFL, 17 weeks. Because this team, I, I, when you have Julio Jones, you had Muhammad Sanu, you had Ridley, you had them Trident, you had the offense that it said you didn't have the quarterback because the quarterback is gone. The quarterback is lost. The quarterback has no clue right now. And that's not a good thing for the future of your football team because now not only do you have to get rid of Matt Ryan, you've got to fill the shoes of a guy who once was a pretty good football player and be able to get the ball, deliver the ball. two3 one, two, three, that is a pretty good one, two, three combination in the NFL at the wide receiver slash tight end position with the Atlanta Falcons. Who's going to step in? You want a rookie to step in with Atlanta? I don't think so. But back to this, I, again, I'm not picking the Atlanta Falcons until they win two games in a row, and they're not going to get it today, and no one else thinks he's going to get it as Tarvin and my brother also are, are on the New Orleans Saints in that one. So you you look you look at, you know, as far as the talent out on the football field, these teams are really close because the defense for the Atlanta Falcons is not as bad. They're just on the football field too way, way, way too much. And if they could get off of, if the, if the offense could sustain drives, keep them going, the defense wouldn't be there. And the defense is not as bad as the numbers, as far as the points that are put, being put up against them, indicate. And not only that, Todd just made a huge point. They did a lot of this without Drew Brees at the quarterback position because of injury. Now, They were on the bye last week, and they brought back Breeze two weeks ago. They didn't need it, but he didn't skip a beat. I would have liked to see Teddy Bridgewater stay in there just in case. But they go out, and they got the victory two weeks ago. They come up this bye. They're fresh, and a lot of Falcons are out of gas. So it's not good for them
0: whatsoever, and it's going to be a long rest of the season for the Atlanta Falcons.
1: the game is about divisions and used to be one of the better ones that were out there. The AFC North has the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Not going to waste a lot of time on this game, guys. Cincinnati is Cincinnati. They are bad. And guess what? There is no end in sight for A.J. Green to get back out on the football field because reports that I were, were hearing last week, is that he's not even close. That high ankle sprain was huge. He comboed it with a a slight tear. Has to be a slight tear in the ankle with one of the tendons. Has to be. That hasn't been reported. I'm just going by experience. Knowing about a high ankle sprain and a tear. There's something more than just the quote-unquote high ankle sprain. And I hate the fact that Baltimore is going to go in there and just really, you know, have an easy day. Because normally this game is a good game. Normally we're seeing this game at this time of year being a vital game for for one of these teams. And you have the Cincinnati Bengals offered right now, 0-8. And the Baltimore Ravens, and I guess if you want to say impressive 6-2, you can say it. I don't know if I was <clears throat> sorry. I I don't know if I was <clears throat> wrong about Jackson or not. I I'll, I will just say I'm still not sold. Yes, I've seen a lot of them, and I am just not. I'm still not sold. I don't know really what it's going to take to actually sell me on Jackson at the quarterback position for the Ravens. They are six and two, impressive. They stymied the Patriots' defense and won a game 37-20 against the Patriots. Now, here's the thing about the Patriots. The Patriots can give a rip that they won that that football game. The Patriots could care less that the Baltimore Ravens beat them. Now, but what was impressive, that game was in Gillette. That's the impressive thing when I see it. So when someone asked me, when you were looking at these games and everything, how how was how what was the setup for? It? Well, I'll tell you the setup for this and what ends up happening. Let me. Check, I just want to check something because I don't think I have it on my board. Yep, there it is. When I when I look at these two teams, normally I, I'm I'm seeing an impressive game. Normally, I'm seeing a, a game that has a lot to go, to go on. So all these situations as far as certain football teams, it's all about what can end up happening at a later time. And for the Baltimore Ravens, if they drop this game, which I don't think they are, if they drop this game, can you imagine the setback of that football team as they're heading, getting close to the playoffs? I mean, do you think that they'll ever be the same if this is, if they take a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals? I think it'll be a rough I don't time think for them to so, get back I don't think so either. I don't, I don't think so at all. I think it could be, and not only that, it could be a real, real ugly thing for them. But right now, when you have the Cincinnati Bengals, right now they are being looked at as the laughingstock of the NFL right now. And with no one's in sight, by the way, with the Baltimore Ravens coming in. And, and so the question is, one no one respects this football team at all. So bad. It is so bad. Crazy it's terrible. Is terrible. This is a bad football team And if Miami went up against them, Miami would win Now, what does that say about Andy Dalton? I don't know But, you know, it it is what it is I don't know why Lamar Jackson wouldn't play Even though this is much of a mismatch unless I'm missing something. I didn't hear anything about any injury, but Lamar Jackson, what did I say, Johnson? It, I, sorry, I I don't know. Maybe I said something that but Lamar Jackson. I'm just not sold. And how, why shouldn't I be? He's there's six and two. I don't know. There's something up here in this thing right here. This big old cranium with the big old light thing right here. Okay? that tells me I don't trust Lamar Jackson still. Maybe it's because I'm still wondering if he'll get through the whole season without an injury. But for today, as long as Geno Atkins don't get up there and eat him alive, which he's capable of doing, um, I don't think there's very much more that the Baltimore Ravens have to do. And the bad thing about that as well if you think about it. A game like this one could definitely, and if you're if you're Jim Harbaugh, you've got to, after this game, after they whip the holy hell out of them, you're going to have to get Lamar Jackson and get him in a room and say, listen, this was a scrimmage. Especially if they whip him. you got to get him in a room and say, listen, this was a scrimmage. This is not a real football team out there right now. Any other week, maybe uh, as soon as they get the personnel and doing what they got to do in order to be good, as soon as that happens, then, yeah, then maybe we can talk and you can maybe get out there. But that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. Jim Harbaugh can't afford that. Can't afford to have this young kid get a head that is bigger than mine, and I got a pretty big noggin. Got to keep them down to earth. Got to keep them to the level. Got to keep them with, with within striking distance of sanity. Because if you if you beat the Cleveland Brown, if you beat the Cincinnati Bengals, forty-eight to six, it, it, that's nothing. So watch out for that one. This one, not much, again, not much in the game, uh, not too many people give them an opportunity to win this game, being Cincinnati either, as my brother and Tarvin are on the Baltimore Ravens as well. So um, that's something to keep track of, though. I, normally, a very good game. Normally, a game I look forward to this, you know, but this season, it, it's not here, and it hasn't been for the last couple of, you know, I don't know, last couple of years. In fact, if anything, they've been a laughing stock <laughs> that is out there. Yes, a laughing stock, the Cincinnati Bengals. So we'll find
0: out about that one. Mm-hmm. I am on the ball for the And we're going and
1: take a break uh, as we're getting close to the top of the hour. But I wanted to talk about this game. Guys, you got an upset alert heading your way. And then I got to ask myself why. (laughs) I got to ask myself why. Sonny, whatever you're taking, whatever you're doing, okay, you need to stop. But there's an upset alert going on. And I'm rebooting my computer for those that see the top of my noggin here. But the upset alert, it happens. And it happens in Cleveland. Now, guys, I get it. I know who the Cleveland Browns are, and I, I do. I do know who they are. This is not a good football team. And as I said last week, Baker Mayfield, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a guy that is more like Ryan Leaf every single day. But right now, the Buffalo Bills, they're a good football team. They look like they're set ready to go. They're doing really, really good in the AMC East, which normally we're seeing the Patriots run away with this by four or five games, and ah, that's not happening. Good, bad, or indifferent, it is what it is. But the Cleveland Browns are at home. That's number one. Number two. As good as the bills are right now, they're beatable. I mean, when you talk about the bills, you don't sit here and say, Oh my god, that's that's the bills. You don't get all that excited about it. You just don't. And if you do, you're you're misguiding yourself. So when you ask yourself the question, where are the bills going to be at the end of the season? They're going to be hanging on quite possibly for a playoff spot. Because when you look at it right now, they are going, Sonny, you've lost your mind. This is a team that's primed for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, but no. Because if you go back in time, go back in time, you go back in time a little bit with the Buffalo Bills, and you see what E.J. Manuel did in order to get uh, – not E.J. Manuel, i forget his name. It took, it took the Bills to the playoffs. They lost in the first round, which was, that wasn't the big problem. What the problem was, was they had a football team in reality that has a pretty good team, but they don't have quarterback. Now, we can sit here and argue all day long, and you may even be right. But I'm telling you right now, the Buffalo Bills right now are a football team that I don't trust. They're six and two record, I think it's suspect. They're six and, two and and it comes to the quarterback position. I'm sorry, sometimes the writing's on the wall and you might be able to fool some of the people some of the time. And in this case you might be able to fool NFL football team some of the time. But you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna fool The New England Patriots You're not going to be able to fool somebody And what's going to happen And and it happens in sports All of the time A football team Such as the Cleveland Browns Okay Are primed to, to throw an upset Based upon what is going on In their nonsense And their nonsense in Cleveland Is that they can't get out of their own way Sometimes Now, normally you look at a team that can't get out of its own way as a team that you don't even give two shapes of garbage about. But the Buffalo Bills, I think we talk about it in the NFL. We talk about teams that are contenders and pretenders. Listen, the Browns are not a good football team. Everybody knows it. And those that got on that crazy bandwagon thinking that they were, okay, have got to come to Jesus here on a Sunday morning. and realize they're not a good football team. But guess what? They've got some talent on that team. I'm not going to take away – listen, I'm not going to take away from Baker Mayfield. Okay, I think the guy's got some skills. But you got Odell Beckham, and if you have Odell Beckham, as much as I don't like that guy – this is still a football team with Odell Beckham on it. And he's capable of making a big play at every, any given moment. Again, we're not talking about the Cleveland Browns being a good football team. But I'm talking about are the Bills really a contender? And, and if you're not asking yourself that question, you're asking the wrong question. Again, Impressive within their within their uh, division of football. If you can keep up with the Patriots, who's been skull-dragging everybody every single year by four or five games sometimes, three, at least three, sometimes four or five games, winning that whole division of football, and you're hanging on right there, right there with them, that's impressive. But as much as we talk about the Dallas Cowboys, in the month of November and December, it's going to be the same thing for the for the Bills. And guess what month it is? It's November, baby. This is when real football starts. Week 10, 11, 12, if you're a team that's on the cusp of being a good football team, you've got to go out and beat the Cleveland Browns. But I am not one of the belief that the Bills are... Contenders. I think they're pretenders. Not only that, I think they're pretenders big time. Not by a little. And again, this this means, I mean, we can sit there and look at the And I, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Just depends. We're at the top of the hour. But this is all about when you're picking this game. Oh, yeah. Bills. And they've been playing well too, guys, which tells me that they're actually due to, you know, fall on their face. Whether it's be a, a big, huge game for Baker Mayfield and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Now, I will tell you, loss on the, they, they lost Chubb. If I'm not mistaken, they lost Chubb. I think he's not going to play, or he's out. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the situation was with him. But that, that that's a that's a big loss for this football team. Uh, and they need to figure out how to come come together, as the Beatles would say, and go out and play sixty minutes. I think they're primed. I yeah. oh, Todd Ben says Cleveland's due to explode even for one game I, I, and that's what I'm saying. It's not the fact that the Cleveland Browns are a good football team. And, and you know talking about pretenders, Frank Gordon is one of the biggest ones. Yeah, I said it. You know, put him in the Hall of Fame. Go ahead, go ahead, do it. It it would be the most overrated Hall of Fame running back in NFL history. Yeah, I said it. I'll say it again. He is the most overrated running back in NFL history, guys. He's just a successful Garrison Hurst. Yeah, I said it. Longevity is getting in them all the, all the yards, but has he been anybody that anybody has to worry about? You know, listen, guys, sometimes it's easy to look at it. And I know, I know, how do I say this? I know people who have mad love for supposed good players, will make a story and make make something about their guy that, that makes them untouchable for some reason. And, and believe me, after all the feedback I've been hearing about how I think that Frank Gore is overrated, you know, and, and all, all the people that I sit and talk to about this situation, act like it's this. untouchable. You yeah, act like you can't touch this guy or criticize Frank Gore. What has he done, guys? You, you take, away, take away the yards Take away the yards The guy's been playing in the league For mediocre football teams forever But he is your main attraction And, and that can't be good for you If you're the Buffalo Bills This is this is my upside alert I'm on the Cleveland Browns here today Now That being said Tarvin is also on the Cleveland Browns um, and my brother is on the Buffalo Bills. And, and again, I can't stand the Cleveland Browns. This is a football team that that doesn't do it for me. But I, again, I'm somewhat impressed. And the re, the reason, sometimes you got to give the devil his due, unless you're, unless you're Frank Gore. Um, sometimes you got to give the devil his due. And the and with the fact that Buffalo is six and two in any other division of football. Okay? KP right there. The Patriots are eight and one, guys. They got two game leads, and that's with Buffalo playing out of their ass. Baltimore's six and two. You think the Buffalo Bills can beat the Baltimore Ravens right now? I, as much as I am not a Lamar Jackson, I'm gonna say no. I'm even questionable right now with the way that the Steelers are playing. That the Buffalo Bills couldn't beat. The, I mean, they couldn't beat the Steelers right now. Can they beat Houston? Is Houston the same team? Could be. The Colts, they're five and three. You know, Kansas City would wipe them out. Oakland right now is playing out of their ass. These are teams in the AFC. So that's just right there. And they're going to be hanging on for that last playoff. Because obviously, unless something majorly drastically happens to the New England Patriots, they're going to win this division, which automatically makes them a wild card. Automatically. So depending on what you believe and what you see, okay, Kansas City and Oakland contenders for a wild card if somehow Oakland goes completely crazy wins the division, which I don't see it. Um but Oakland's there. You gotta contend with Indianapolis and Houston in the South. Baltimore and I'm telling you right now, don't count Pittsburgh out. Just don't do it. I don't think that would be healthy. So they got a lot of fight now. Can it happen? Yes. Will they lose in the first round of the playoffs if they make it? I think so. But I will. I will tell everybody, every single time I look at this and I watch it, and say, "Hey, they are not—they're they're pretenders in the NFL." That's what I get. So that being said, we're going to go ahead and go into our break here, as we are at the top of the hour. We went a little over, and that's fine, because it's my show. I'm allowed to do it. I don't have. How? How come we're not doing the? How come we're not going to break? I go to break when I want to, when, and when I should. So uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go into a break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll get back to more of the games that are sitting uh, for the NFL. Um, I'm going to hold on the Detroit. Chicago game, so if Cuervo wakes up out of a drunken super or if he is not out on the road doing some military work, we'll talk about But when we come back, we got Kansas City at Tennessee. What do you think of that one? Tennessee kind of strong at home. Um, They don't have their main quarterback. Matt Moore back at the quarterback for Kansas City. Um, The uh, battle of the, I guess if you want to call it the the subway uh, game, Uh, The Giants and Jets up in New York Miami and Indianapolis We'll talk about more An interesting, I think, could be brewing Carolina and Green Bay We'll talk about those more We'll talk about more stuff that is happening in the NFL You're on the Couch Potato Sports Show And we're in our 10th season I'm Sonny Clark The hardest working man in sports radio We'll take a quick break And when we come back, we'll get back to more NFL games This is Sammy Clark Radio Voice for your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening as well as thermal lift and cosmetics and collagen facial creams as well as top of the line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser and lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. That's 214 200 55 General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast.
2: I'm just gonna hold there is nothing that beats good home-cooked barbecue. Since 1941, Dickey's Barbecue has done all the cooking, and you take all the credit. Whether you want real Texas brisket, Virginia ham, southern pulled pork, or fall-off-the-bone ribs, Dickey's Barbecue is the place to go. Choose from our favorite sides of barbecue beans, creamy coleslaw, potato salad, jalapeno beans, and many more. Come see us today at our Rowlett location, 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110, in the Target shopping i whether you want to eat in or take it home, we will fix you up. Don't forget, for your next event, call the catering guy at 972-345-6424. That number again is 972-345-6424. Come visit us today at 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110 in the Target Shopping Center. Also, check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dickies Rowlett for lip-smacking, rib-tickling, knee-slapping, foot Stopping great taste in barbecue. Come see us at Barbecue today.
1: The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? Radio as we move into our second hour here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Our weekly tradition continues on and will be tough luck for the Rowland Eagles, big win for the Neiman Forest Rangers for all my locals. Rowland out of the playoffs says what an exciting game though. Great a fun game to call as well. Um, too bad it's all over. However, I'm going to make a telephone call, and I may be calling the Naaman Forest Ranger game that's going to be happening over at Homer B. Johnson Stadium, as they'll probably be taking on Prosper, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we may do a solid for our Garland ISD, um, as there probably won't be any live radio, um, I don't know if Bill Cerna will be back there, but I do know I could probably get the Sparrow in to give me a hand on that one. So I will say this, I'm, I'm pretty happy about uh, the Raleigh Eagles uh, as far as their future might be in pretty good shape. Uh, taking a lot of beats, lots of bruises in this one this year. So I think they could be ready to go come next year. We'll find that out. Of course, uh, Rowlett Varsity Basketball will start in December. I'm not sure the dates that we're going to be able to get out. Um, Those are games that are not on the schedule. The schedule does not start for our coverage on the couch potato sports show until January. So games that I might bring to you in December, maybe a November game, That will be based upon my schedule to be able to get there and how I feel. Vincent, good to see you, my friend. Speaking of the Rowlett Eagles, unfortunately, again, uh, not making the playoffs. So maybe we'll call that game. Maybe we won't. We'll find that out. So that being said, of course, that's the name of this show. I have been asked to talk about Sunday Night Football so I don't forget. And, And, guys, it's because of my locals here, and a lot of people you know, say they say, "Well, you usually save the cowboys till last uh, well and, and in this case, it would have been close to last because of the fact of where they are, but before I get to that game there's some there's some other business that I've got to um I have to take care of, and the reason being is because I gave someone. Some real good advice this past week regarding their football team, and they listened to what Sonny had to say. Well, no, not necessarily their football team. No, it was their football team. I'm not. Hold on. Before, let me, before I make that statement, let me just turn the page, as Bob Seeger would say. And let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Uh it was one that I got right there. No, it wasn't that one. Um, but but yes. I gave a friend of mine some good advice about his football team. And it was about one player that did not hit the football field. So I'm gonna bring him in. It's Bryce on a Sunday morning. Mr. Bryce, good morning. I, I bet you're feeling pretty good, and you're glad that you listened to Sonny Clark, the hardest-working man in sports How you doing this morning, Bryce?
3: Good to hear, good to see from you, and good to hear from you, Sonny. I tell you what, nothing gets my week started off right. The intro on the that um, that being said show. Being said I always feel welcome here. What's that's up, right. man? <laughs>
1: Yep. So, hey, now your your football team is in action this week. They got a tough game, uh, depending on what you believe in reality, Bryce. Right? So, As the uh, so we're gonna skip to that game because I do have them here. It is the Rams. They are in. Hey, they're at Heinz Field, one of the toughest places to play. Um, and coming off of that win last week, like I told you, don't take the Indianapolis Colts, and they did get that victory. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, those kind of you look out for you look out for the Steelers right now. They are second within this division, right behind you know, not necessarily right behind, but they're right there with Baltimore.
3: Sunny, every word you said on that intro, um, intro and me into the show, 100 percent right. You were the one who helped convince me. Even with me knowing T.Y. wasn't going to play, I still was going to go with the Colts, and you said, no, Colts, I'm going with the Steelers. And I changed it up, and I, and, and, and we almost got the score right. We were a little bit off. Um, but, I mean, that was complimentary football. They made They got turnovers in the kicking game. They made enough plays on offense. And then the defense had enough splash to get that game home. That was a great game to watch. Nothing surprised me about that game. I knew it was going to be close, I knew it was going to come down to the wire. Um, and, you know, you were 100% right. So that was a great win for Pittsburgh to get the 4 and 4 halfway through the midpoint. And now we start the second half of the season with the L.A. Rams coming in. And I tell you what, Sonny. On paper, Rams are better than the Steelers. Um, The Steelers are beat up. They're coming in here. No James Conner. No Rosie Nixon fullback. No Ramon Foster at left guard. Um, Still got the the young quarterback. Um, This is going to be a really, really tough football game. Really tough football game.
1: Really tough. I'm just wondering how we're going to be able to see Pittsburgh to be able to get the victory because – you know, as much as I like the turnaround. I haven't made them decision. I'm even on the I'm on the fence right now. And I was hoping that you would call to kind of convince me to take that step. Take the take the necessarily thinking of that a four and four football team as the Pittsburgh Steelers are. And the Rams team that if, listen, this is a football team, if they put it together, they put it together. But I'm still suspect. And I'm gonna tell you, Todd Gurley reminds me of that guy that gets that big contract and then all of a sudden becomes disinterested in the NFL and know what his job is. Now, good, bad, or indifferent, I'm tired of hearing about this injury. It's been going on for the last year and a half now. So I'm I'm not buying the injury. I'm buying I'm buying the commitment to the team. I'm buying the you know, the uh attitude of who he is, and I don't trust Todd Gurley at all, regardless
3: what anybody thinks that he's healthy or not. Yeah, look, Todd Gurley to me is still—he'll always be Todd Gurley. You got to prepare; he's a threat on the on the football field because he can run it. They'll get it to him in the passing
0: game. Um, He
3: can be very active, so. Yeah, he's always going to be it, but but I mean look, the L.A. Rams, when you look at a lot of the, you look at a lot of the things surrounding the team, they don't they don't really get sacked, you know they're very good on defense overall. They've acquired Jalen Ramsey, you know they still have Aaron Donald who will just wreck a game. If you don't get a of on him. Cooper Cup who is quietly one of the best receivers in football. He is a guy. He's got a great motor. He keeps going. He's relentless in the passing game. They throw to him on third down. He's hard to cover. Um, I think there are other guys. Are you know? I think there are other guys can be managed, but Cooper Cup is the engine that makes it go in the passing game. But it all starts with the run game. McVay is the book is out. You have to stop the run with McVay. Everything he does is predicated on the run and the play action. So. Having said that, you know, I think I think Pittsburgh can keep the game close, and they're going to have to. It's going to have to be a game that Pittsburgh wins 13-10. to 10. Um, It's going to be what they like to call, on Steeler media, a slobber knocker because there's going to be a lot of hitting. There's going to be a lot of physical play. Um, it's going to be very difficult for the Steeler receivers to get open on this, this secondary with Weddle and Ramsey. Um yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. I actually got the Rams winning this football game. Um, I'll go with I'll go with a score of 20 to 13. Um, if Pittsburgh gets a win, it'll be 13 to 10. But I'm on record of saying I think this is a game that they that they lose. Um, I think this is the game that they're just not. The Rams overall are a better football team. right now.
1: Well, I'll tell you, you, you look at this. There's a couple of things to keep in mind. Even if the defense is there for Pittsburgh, you still names that you're talking about. You know, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Aaron Donald is just a machine. But the thing that really worries me about this game, as far as Pittsburgh, even though they're home, this is this is atypical. Pittsburgh Steelers football time of year, okay? But normally they have the better record. Normally they're in contention in the uh, AFC North. Normally they're even dominating the AFC North. The problem that they got going on right now is, is that they're 28th in the league in the red zone touchdown percentage. And that, if you're settling for field goals, you lose football games. You gotta get past the line. You've gotta get over that goal line. And they have not been able to do that. And at, well the ranking shows that twenty eighth in the NFL. With the combination of the defense that's gonna be coming at them, you know, even though they got a pretty good uh defense, I, I think I hope they got a I hope they got a backup quarterback in, in Pittsburgh um uh, for this game. Um, I'm not sure who they got, who they don't have, or whatever the case may be. But I'm going to tell you right now, that's going to be a t- that's going to be a tough spot for them in reality.
3: Well, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the backup quarterback is Duck Hodges. Um, who I think is a good number two, number three quarterback, you know. I I, I thought he came in and got a game against the Chargers. He was a starting quarterback. He did a good job. Um I, you know, I'm still a little bit Larry watching him throw the football down the field as a backup. He didn't have to ball out of that in that Charger game, which is good. Um but at the same time this yeah, when you look at you know when you look at the, the Ram offensive line I mean, they don't give up a lot of sacks. Now, last week, they did give up four sacks, but overall... They don't give up a lot of sacks. You know they're they're very well they're very well coached. Get the ball out on time. Um, they don't really you know they don't really they don't really make a lot of mistakes. I think the way you get them to make mistakes is you get to Jared Goff, but you got to stop the run first. So is Pittsburgh capable of doing that? Yeah, particularly when you don't have a receiver on the other end outside of Cooper Cup that really really scares you. Everett I think is a tight end is good. So Pittsburgh has had trouble with tight ends. So this is gonna be a challenge. You know, Pittsburgh's gonna to have to hold them a little bit, but I just don't see it. Pittsburgh doing enough on offense, you know, to really get enough scoring, particularly in the red zone where they struggled. And so I like the Rams in this one. Again, because I think the Rams overall are wrong, better football
1: Yep. Yeah. I, I'm I'm generally right there with you as far as the pick, but I going not give you. It, it, I always like to leave with something for you to be to really be happy. You know, we we just talked about Aaron Donald. You know, being the machine. I mean, giving to the quarterback that's just his job. I, and, and guess what? He's pretty good at it. But here's one thing that you can be happy about if you're a Steeler fan, because the Steelers in reality are fifth in the league in sacks with 29, led by what? So, you know, you look also at Dupree, um, he's in there, and he's between what and Dupree, 13 and a half sacks through eight games. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, that's impressive. And, again, if you take the step back and look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, if they had Ben Roethlisberger in the lineup, you're talking about them maybe being on top or at least tied right there in the, the division uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. So, um, I, you know, interesting game. That stat right there makes me want to go ahead and pit, pick the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. And I know, I, I'm, I'm looking at the board here. Uh, everybody else that is right there, but I'm actually going to go against you, Bryce. I'm going to go with your Steelers with the combination of that. The defense of where it's at, I think they have the opportunity. But in order for this pick for me to work, okay? They better figure out how to stop Aaron Donald. They better figure out – and here's the thing. You don't have to stop him completely. You just got to get him out of – now, and I know this sounds easier said than done because I'm just saying it. Um, You you just got to get a chip on him. You got to keep him away. And you know that quarterback needs to know where he is at all times. And I, I think they'll be able to get the job done. I think they'll be at home being at home is also a good thing for them. And like you said, this is going to be a slobber knocker, and if it comes down to close, I like those home teams. I'm I'm actually going with the Pittsburgh Steelers in this
3: one. You know, my my heart wants to go with Pittsburgh, but I'm going to go with my head this week, and I'm going to stick... Sonny, you're not going to sway me. I'm going to stick with my pick this week, because I just think the Rams overall... Are a little bit better. I think Zerline's a good kicker. You know, I think um, they just got—they're just a little bit better than Pittsburgh right now. Um, you know, I'm not—I'm not, ma- not going to use the injuries as an excuse. I just feel right now on the field. See, now, look—I could absolutely really be wrong, and I hope I am. Maybe this is a week that Mason Rudolph and the receivers really go off and really um, make a lot of plays, and and the other guy step up outside of Juju because he's going to have his hands full. I'm sure that could happen. Maybe this is the week that Randy Seatner gets the two tight ends involved. I like Ben and McDonald. He hasn't, he hasn't figured out how to use them. So, maybe this is the week where they do that. Maybe this is the week where they really get down with the run game and call a lot of run, running. They're able to control a lot of scrimmage. I felt last week they didn't do a good enough job controlling a lot of scrimmage. So, maybe this is that week. I just don't see it. Not this week. I think it'll keep it close. I think it'll be tough. But I think Pittsburgh ultimately loses this game. One of four
1: in red zone opportunities last week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they got to get that straightened out. Hey, you able to hang out or you got to bail today?
3: I got a to bail today, Sonny, but I wanted to make sure I called in because it's going to be a big game. I think one of the biggest games on the schedule this week. Um, it, it, you know, yeah. If you like hard hitting games, these teams are going to be playing defense, and getting after each other. It's going to be a fun game to watch.
1: You need to hit me up on Facebook. I need to find you, Bryce. So, uh, I'll, so are are you a Facebook guy? Or are you there?
3: Um, probably more um, Twitter. Okay.
1: You, you must be one of those young guys <laughs> <laughs> Young people are on Young people are on Twitter I got more to say than 160 uh, 160 characters So there you go I <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. I'll, I'll I'll catch you next week. Uh, give us a call next week, and uh, and if you do have that Facebook thing up, just make that connection, and we'll 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 reach out and touch someone. There you go. So thanks for calling in, my man.
3: Thanks, Donnie. Appreciate it. (laughs)
1: it. You betcha. He's Bryce. He joins us a lot here on the Couch Potato Sports Show talking about his Steelers. Uh, Steel City
3: Storm
1: uh, likes to call in. I'm wondering why he's feeling about the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially as well as they've been playing. And, guys, I, I know I should pick the Rams in this one, but there's something inside me this week that tells me that you know, and the Rams are a good football team. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Todd Gurley. If you think about it, he's only had 92 carries for the Rams through the first eight games. Um, so that's down 169 um, uh, carries from last season. So when you think about the quote unquote NFL's busiest running back over the first the past four years, is Sean McVay doing the right thing by keeping them out and he's trying to preserve it? He say he's not. And I'm saying, if that be the case, and if the injury is real, if it's not an attitude problem, if it's not Todd Gurley being uh, punked because he got the money, um, then he's preserving them if it's a real injury. Because if you look at the Rams, they need Todd Gurley. And really, if you think about it, as far as the West is concerned, if they don't win it, they still are going to be in it for one of the NFC wildcard spots. So worst-case scenario, wildcard, they're going to make it. I don't think I put Gurley in for a while. you got seven more weeks of the NFL season before you hit the playoffs, and I think you need Todd Gurley. If, if you're going to have the guy, you know, I think you need to preserve him. He's saying he's not, but I don't believe him. So we'll keep track of that. Of course, uh, we are here on the Couch Potato Sports Show um, as we're covering them all here on the NFL. That's just what we do each and every week. And of course, we're glad that uh, uh, Bryce is able to give us a call in. So that gets us to the next game for my local. <laughs> i the Dallas Cowboys enough time. But I'm going to give you the time today because this one is a good one. I, I, and I'm really actually looking forward to Sunday night football. Normally I hate Sunday night football because I've got to watch commercials. And, and that's, that's half my problems. I hate commercials. Uh, I watch Red Zone, so I'm not, I'm not in the middle of, uh, uh, of commercials and trying to get it all squared away. But the Dallas Cowboys are in prime time. And, listen, that's just where they live. That's just the way it happens each, you know, all the time. So then you have got to ask the question, are the Dallas Cowboys for real? And, guys, I'm telling you right now they're winning the NFC East. I predicted that at the beginning of the year. In fact, I predicted that at the end of the season last year because of Philadelphia. And now for all the things that I thought that they wouldn't, when the division are coming into play more so than the reasons why I thought. Still the prediction. Might not be the right reason, but still the prediction. It was a sticker. I thought it was a button. New shirt. You yeah, know, got stickers everywhere. Anyway, that being said, Dallas Cowboys – they are who they are, okay? And right now, they are 5-2. and two. They're first in the – mark that, 5-3. and three. They're first in the NFC East. But you have a football team in the Minnesota Vikings that are coming to town. The Cowboys are at home. They're 6-2. and two. They're second in the NFC North behind the Green Bay Packers, which, boy, DeCuervo and I swinging a miss on that one as far as the Green Bay Packers were concerned. I guess that shoulder injury for Aaron Rodgers is not all that bad. So now, leading up to this one and getting to where we are, Ezekiel Elliott right now, is he the best running back in football? Some people say yes, some people say no. But I'm going to tell you right now, on the other side today, Delvin Cook is coming to play. And not only that, he's coming to play so, you know, to to kind of, you know, set the tone for his football team, and I think he's also out to get a little respect. I think he's definitely out for that. Because all the talk is how good Ezekiel Elliott is. That's all the talk. But that being said, of course, that's the name of this show. Delvin Cook is a bad, bad man. Not only that, I think he's really good out of the backfield as well. But the simple fact of the matter right now, when you look at Cook, he's not getting his, you know, his R-E-S-B-T, E-C-T. But he's trying to tell everybody, find out what the R-E-S-B-E-C-T will mean to me. Without question. So, the quarter, the, the running back positions, they're, I think they're 86 and out. Listen, Ezekiel has not been ripping the meat from the bones. Okay? Elliott is 6 in rushing with 741 yards, 153 behind Cook in one fewer game than Cook. Elliott is also on one of his best rolls, though. If you look at you know, you want to see what he's been doing throughout his career, how he handles the game. Where do the Cowboys put him into play to make plays? But right now, he's on his fourth straight game with 100 yards at home against the Vikings on Sunday night, the third straight primetime game for the Cowboys. He's there to, play, he might, he's there to put on a show. So, what do you think? Have there been better running backs that played better than Ezekiel Elliott this year? Yes. But here's the thing. One thing about Ezekiel Elliott, he reminds me of a guy that is a quote unquote phone, surefire Hall of Famer. I'm not going to necessarily say not because I know how stupid it is, but I can say overrated. And I'm going I'm to preface my statement as all you've got to do. Just go look at the stats. Not overall. If you look at Adrian Peterson's stats, game for game, okay, you see a lot of 30, 40, 50 yard games. A lot of them. You also see a lot of big big games, too. But if you look at the opponents in those ones, Makes you kind of wonder. Now, granted, I know. I know. I, I know who Adrian Peter is, and is Jen A. I do. I do. I do. I really do. I just don't think me personally is as good as everybody seems to think he is. That being said, right now I'm not falling for Ezekiel Elliott because it makes me kind of wonder. Is he Todd Gurley signs the big contract and he's disinterested? Well, the numbers don't necessarily show he's ran for a hundred yards in the last four games, so you know it, it maybe it's there, maybe it's not. But you know it is what it is. Elliott has four thousand seven hundred eighty-nine rushing yards since the uh, coming into the league, and that's a thousand more than anybody else. But this year. He is not ripping the meat from the bones. Dallas at home, you know, everybody says it's a great home field advantage. And that's because of how big the place is and how much dough Jair spends on the stadium. And I'm not saying that's wrong, right, indifferent, or whatever the case may be. But, Listen to this. When I was talking about Adrian Peterson in comparison to one um, Adrian Peterson, I want, I want to give you another stat. And this is for those that think that Adrian Peterson is the badass that he, that you might think he is. Delvin Cook needs 106 yards to become Minnesota's first 1,000-yard rusher since Adrian Peterson in 2015. And Peterson won the last three Russian titles for the Vikings. Now, this is what I know because I've seen both of them in in action. I really have. Delvin Cook is, in my opinion, the more consistent running back. Adrian Peterson had those big games where they rip him off. He rips off the big one. He's got a lot of those against bad football teams. Delvin Cook, different story. I think we're getting a lot from Delvin Cook from a lot of teams and, and, and consistent. So I like me some. I, I like me some Cook. So if you've got some love for Adrian Peterson, there you go. You can take the step back like that. So, uh, and not only that, when you when you talk to Delvin Cook, he's kind of a cool dude. I've listened to interviews for him. And by the way, Delvin Cook is a bad, bad man that he is. He's behind in right now, I'm going to say it. And I know a lot of quote-unquote experts have picked the guy. I think he's in contention for the MVP right now, Russell Wilson. Christian McCaffrey is a bad, bad man. Those guys are right there. Right there. I mean, watch out. Those two are the best two running backs in the NFL. Yeah, I said it. It's not Todd Gurley. It's not Ezekiel Elliott. It's Delvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. Those guys are the badasses. Now, that don't mean that we might see a spurt come from one of those two, but as of right now, the MVP of this league is Christian McCaffrey. Now, I know lots of people want to choose differently, and that's fine. But my opinion, I love me some McCaffrey. He should be the MVP. The only problem is quarterbacks usually end up with that honor. Good, better, and different. It is the way it is. So you think about it. Now, Dak Prescott, I've talked about him all year long. I've talked about him last year, the year before that, and the year before that. If the Dallas Cowboys are going to be successful, it's going to be because Dak Prescott is playing out of his mind or doing what it is. But guess what? You know, Kirk Cousins, Prescott, and Kirk Cousins today. Who's the better quarterback? And if you think, if you think for two seconds it's Kirk Cousins, you've lost your mind. Kirk Cousins has been very successful at getting contracts because he's just the only thing that's out there. Not because that's a guy you can live without. Minnesota's is stuck with him. But they are getting what they need from him right now. And what he needed was to hear his wife or saying, This guy sucks. And guess what? It works. Sometimes that statement, as politically incorrect it may be, oh you think you feeling. <laughs> Sometimes a guy like Kirk Cousins needs to hear that. Sometimes a guy like Kirk Cousins doesn't need to be or should be toddled because that's what you get with Kirk Cousins, a toddled quarterback until that day. Those wide receivers are saying, who the hell is this guy? Why can't he get us the damn ball? He's the guy that makes all the money. We're not making as much as him. We're better than him. We know it. Give us the ball. I love the fact that he got called out. I love the fact. That was so huge for the Minnesota Vikings. Now, say whatever you want. Prescott, is 4-0 against Kirk Cousins. So if you think about that, and Kirk Cousins is 1-6 against the Dallas Cowboys. So in the last 10 road games, Okay, with a winning record at the time, the Vikings are 0-9-1 against teams with winning records. But, is the Dallas Cowboys a team that, even though they've got the winning record, are those teams who are teams with winning records? I don't know if you get what I'm saying there, but I know what I'm thinking I'm saying, are the Dallas Cowboys at the caliber of those teams that put them at 0 9? The Dallas Cowboys, unfortunately, do not get what they should week in and week out from all their football games. So you think about that game, you think about Kirk Cousins, this is a big game. That stadium, I'm going to tell you, is so huge. I'm not saying it's intimidating. But I'm going to tell you right now, that is an impressive place to play. And I don't know about Kirk Cousins' ability to play in that. I don't know. So you think whatever you got to do now. Amari Cooper right now, he's not 100%. They're not even sure he's going to play. Right now, he was questionable going into the game with a knee injury and, you know, Cooper left the uh, first series uh, against the Giants. And a good win for the Dallas Cowboys against the Giants. I loved it. That's what they should do. They should beat the Giants. And I'm going to tell you straight out. The Dallas Cowboys can beat neither yoga football teams. But for my money, I don't care that they're playing over in Jerry World. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm on the Minnesota Vikings today because the Dallas Cowboys have not been able to prove that they can beat the real good football team. Dropping that jet game was an embarrassment, and they came back and got the victory. I think they were so embarrassed they didn't know what they were going to do. But I want to tell you right now, that Minnesota Vikings defense, that's for real, baby. I'm t- That's for real. We can talk about how great Dallas is, but I'm going to tell you that defense, that defense has been playing way over its head for many years. They got rid of some of the guys and they had to fill the spots. Hey, we talk about it all day long. Whether it's Packers, you know, next guy up, you know, they the Dallas Cowboys defensively has done that. They filled the spot. They took the step up. They had to play. Are they playing over and above what they can and cannot do? I think so. And they've been doing it for two years. And that's the reason why when they go up against a football team that is for real, and guys, Minnesota Vikings are for real, except for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I said it. I don't care what anybody has to say about Kirk Cousins. He's great at getting his money, but when the game's on the line, it is what it is. But the Dallas Cowboys... They just cannot seem to get over themselves when they play a good football team. And that's been proven. And it's not because Dak Prescott's not a good quarterback. If the Dallas Cowboys ever win the Super Bowl, it's going to be because Dak Prescott is a badass. And Dak Prescott is a badass to a certain extent. But I don't know right now. They have got to prove it to me. And they have not been able to prove it to me that they can win these games. That they, you know, go up against a good football team. And, and I'm not even saying beat the hell out of them. I'm talking about just win the damn game. Go back, look at this. Go back and look at the schedule, and go. Why didn't they win that game? Good God, the Jets is definitely one of those examples. But I mean, good football teams. Good football teams beat good football teams so you become the better football team. And right now the Dallas Cowboys have not been able to take the step up to be the better football team. And I don't think it's because they don't have the talent out on the football field. They do. I I, I, I don't know what their problem is. A lot of people things to think it's coaching and Mr. Clapp, Jason Garrett. You know, I've been questioning the hire all day long. ever since he came in the league right there in Dallas. And when that decision to let Wade Phillips go, which, by the way, had to happen. Wade Phillips, with that record, you you had to let him go. And I love me some Wade Phillips. I mean, all he has been successful since then. But Jason Garrett questioned about his play calling. And and God, out of all the things Oh, there he is Gerard O'Neill. thanks for joining us, my man I I don't like questioning coaches Because there's there's so much Going on At the coaching position Especially in Dallas Because I'm going to tell you right now If someone doesn't think that Jerry Is still in Jason's ear You're wrong I, I, I just don't get for two seconds that Jerry isn't calling a play here and there. I, I You know, I, you just can't convince me of it because that's been his, you know, pedigree for many years, Jerry Jones butting his nose, not letting the coach coach, and he gets in there and does what he does. Now, has he calmed down on that over the year? Yeah. But I, I'm telling you right now, there's still, still influence there. And Jason Garrett, very smart having stock and ChapStick, walks into Jerry's office every morning and says, Jerry, what flavor do you want me to kiss your ass with? Because he's still holding on to the job that he probably should have lost based upon what people's expertise is. Hey, Jerry, you need cherry? I got cherry. Hey, they got a new one now that's vanilla. What's your flavor of the day, Jerry? But I, I don't even want to say Jason Garrett's the problem. I will say... Sometimes I'm very questionable about what he plays, he calls, but in the grand scheme of things, you don't know what's going on out on the football field to make him call that play. So I think going up against coaches for bad play calling on this level, there's some other things that other people are looking at and Maybe the obvious when it comes to Sonny, well, I'll watch him go, yeah, well, why didn't he? Do? There are other aspects that Sonny didn't see or a player that is not out on the football field at a certain time. Well, we can't do this because this guy's not here. He's hurt. Those situations, not the fans don't always know that. And it's up to the coach to make that decision. And I think Jason Garrett has been part of that thing. Really, I do. I think Jason Garrett is a victim of people questioning him and how he coaches based upon the personnel of what's going on at that time that the quote-unquote fan or the quote-unquote NFL experts don't know. I'm not a Jason Garrett fan, never have been. But I'm still not going to be able to fault him. But more so, the Dallas Cowboys have got to get over the hump. And and this is a game where they have proven in the past that they can't get over – the hump with this kind of football team. And, and, and listen, and I'm just going to say it, I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan, not at all. He's an adequate quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. Sometimes I even question if he's even a good quarterback. Adequate, maybe. And Rod Barry now, listen, listen, I, I, you know, Todd, I know you've got some love for Rod Barronary for some reason, but Todd there listen, That's not the answer. Even going forward, it's not the the answer. You know, for the rest of the season, interim coach. If Garrett goes, Rod goes too. Then you know, that's not the answer. The answer is a Bill Parcells kind of guy, more so than a Jason Garrett, you know, yes man. And that's what he is. He's a yes man. Hey, listen, sometimes you got to be good at the money that you make. And Jason Garrett knows how to make money. And he makes his money with the Dallas Cowboys. Not only that, if I'm not mistaken, he's married into the family. So it's kind of hard to fire your guy. If I'm not mistaken, and I might be wrong about that, but I think he's married into the family. So I think he's going to let Jason Garrett go. Son-in-law or something or whatever he is. I I don't know if he's a son-in-law, but whatever the case may be, kind of hard to fire your family, regardless if he's married into it or not. So I, I don't know. It, it's, it's all about it. But I don't think the Dallas Cowboys win this game. And, and it's not because they're not the better team. Guys, they're the better football team. But the problem is is that they don't put it together with chemistry for a full 60 minutes in a football game. And they drop the ball here. They drop the ball there. And, guys, it's not Dak Prescott's fault. I really don't think so. I think it's the dropping of the ball on, on other things. And not understanding sometimes the situation that they're in, I don't know. Son-in-law. So it's the son-in-law. How do you fight your son-in-law? Along with the chapstick. I mean, you know, you just can't. Any other football team, I'm thinking Jason Garrett is probably not the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm on Minnesota today. And, you know, and listen, Kirk Cousins has actually been playing halfway decent lately, and especially if he kind of continues on that, the Dallas Cowboys better figure out how to get to Kirk Cousins. Now, if the Dallas Cowboys do win, I'll put this out there. It is because they rattled Kirk Cousins. Because let me tell you something, that's not very hard to do. If you can rattle Kirk Cousins, you've got a damn good chance of winning the football game. But if you let him go off like he's been going off here the last four weeks, not every week, but you know, most of these weeks, he's been playing good football. hasn't been playing great football. He's been playing good football, and that's going to be enough. With that defense that they got coming on, you watch out. And how about this, just to throw insult to injury, the Vikings haven't allowed any points off the of turnovers in five straight games. So if the Dallas Cowboys do manage to get the ball on a turnover – It's going to be huge, but Kirk Cousins has gone three straight games without a turnover, matching the longest streak in his career. He's gone three straight games, matching his career best. I mean, you can't go... Five, six games without turnover. Maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe it's unrealistic for me to think that many years that Kirk Cousins has played in this league, he should be able to go past three games, you know, without a turnover. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I could be. I'm always wrong. Ask anybody that knows me. But I don't know. Um, a full-time starter since 2015. When he's a starter, he has not gone more than three games without a turnover. I don't know, there's something, there's something about that number that doesn't sound very good. So, and, and I, it just as I was going to say that, it popped up, it, Todd was saying, it, it, especially in the last minutes of the game and trying to get up over the hump to get the win, he hasn't been very successful. So I, my, my prediction in reality, which is exactly where that statement was headed, they're going to get up in this game, they might be up, you know, 10, 14 points, and they're going to have to try to hold on. I don't know if it'll work or not, but I'm not, for my money, I'm on Minnesota. They've been playing well, and the Dallas Cowboys can't get out of their own way. And I don't know if it's possible because it is the Dallas Cowboys. Don't forget that. The Dallas Cowboys are the Dallas Cowboys. And this is a game, a traditional, you look at it, they don't win. They just don't win this game. Good, bad, and different. It is the way it is. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go into our last break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we will get through the rest of them, and i got to get down to my spot there. Uh, we'll get through the rest of them here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You're listening to coverage of the NFL. We cover them all every Sunday. And where is my button? It's right there. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. This is Sammy Clark, Radio Voice for your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about perfection body sculpting located in Raleigh. You know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring. We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening as well as thermal lift and cosmetics and collagen facial creams as well as top of the line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24-gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, siding, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowled York, Rau- Rau- York radio broadcast. At the Jerry Bullitt Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214 326 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at
2: 8900 Princeton Road in route Oh, wow. am There is nothing that beats good home-cooked barbecue. Since 1941, Dickey's Barbecue has done all the cooking, and you take all the credit. Whether you want real Texas brisket, Virginia ham, southern pulled pork, or fall-off-the-bone ribs, Dickey's Barbecue is the place to go. Choose from our favorite sides of barbecue beans, creamy coleslaw, potato salad, jalapeno beans, and many more. Come see us today at our Rowlett location, 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110, in the Target shopping Whether you want to eat in or take it home, we will fix you up. Don't forget for your next event, call the catering guy at 972-345-6424. That number again is 972-345-6424. Come visit us today at 5701 President George Bush Turnpike Suite 110 in the Target Shopping Center. Also, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rowlette for lip-smacking, rib-tickling, knees Clapping, foot stomping, great taste in barbecue. Come see us at Dickey's Barbecue today.
1: The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nestegg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security.
0: What is it? How does it work? Hi, everybody, this is Frank White with Cam City Rawls, and you listen to the Couch Potato Radio Show. Here on Blog Talk Radio. Which room's your ass? Uh, 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 Oh. What we've got here is. Failure, hey, dislocated. By anaconda. Don't want none unless you got buns, hun. You crazy thing. Okay. Hey.
1: High and tight, maybe out on a military uh, assignment. Uh, we are shy one, Cuervo. uh Hopefully, we'll be able to get his picks in here uh, as we go. Susan Smallhouse, uh, Smallwood, I'm sorry. Thanks for joining us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Many people joining us. I appreciate that. As we are looking at all the games, I covered the Dallas game. So, Susan, you're joining. I, I am on uh, the uh, Dallas, or uh, the Miami. Mark that, Minnesota Vikings. Well, that English sometimes gets out of control. I can't sometimes. Uh, and I'm a little tired. Just came from sore championship wrestling and got home real late last night. Uh, so I had a ball uh, calling uh, wrestling matches last night. So that was where where I was at. Feeling pretty good. Got the coffee in me. I'm working on that stuff right there. And, yeah, what am I doing out of bed? I am covering the NFL like I do each and every Sunday on that being said, so we are set and ready to go to get into this final hour, and I'm still saving the Chicago Bear game for my guy and bringing in Cuervo. Maybe if you get the opportunity, and I'll save that game for last. So I haven't forgot about it. I know it's an early game, so just so that you know, that's where I'm at. So let's head into the next portion of the show here.
0: The next team that's on, on the top of-
1: And I, and I feel bad this morning because personal friend of mine, Matt Moore, okay, has done a great job in Kansas City doing exactly what he does best. When he was the backup quarterback in Detroit, I'm going to tell you right now, he was a badass back then. Now, Is this guy capable of being a starting quarterback in the NFL? Probably not. But when you need a guy to step in, all we've been getting from Matt Moore is a super bad guy. Damn near pulled out the first game he had to go in, and he's been playing well since. You take a look at this football team. As far as Kansas City, they go on the road. They're taking on Tennessee. Tennessee is a tough football team at home. Chiefs are six and three right now on top of the AFC West, and Tennessee is four and five. They're last in the AFC South. And I don't want to say at all that I'm going to pick the Tennessee Titans in this game. You want to talk about a team of inconsistencies, what you get with Tennessee. And and listen, normally, this is a football team where I see this game coming in here, and I'm going, I'm itching to pick the Tennessee Titans. Itching! Because sometimes at home, this is a hard team to beat. Just go back to last year when Sonny Clark picked the Titans to beat the New England Patriots there. Yeah, that's right. I picked that team. I think I might have been the only team except Tennessee Titan homers. Guys that look at all those games, they weren't on Tennessee. I said, they're going to go in there and they're going to do something special. They're going to figure out how to get it. Listen, Tom Brady lost last week, too. They're capable of dropping games. They have no business dropping. That was one of them. And last week, the Patriots dropped a game. They had no business losing against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I said it. So now... You have this game. The Tennessee Titans, right now, you look at what's going on. They've been preparing maybe for more because guess guess what? You can't compare or you cannot prepare Patrick Mahomes to Matt Moore. You can't compare him, and you can't prepare for him. Those are two different guys. But the problem with Patrick Mahomes is he is who he is. And trying to stop Patrick Mahomes, eight and a half times out of ten, that's not going to happen. So that being said, you know, should Matt Moore be starting this game? Yes. But at the same time, Knowing what Tennessee can do at home sometimes, I think, I think that has entered into the thinking of what's going on over in Tennessee and the Kansas City Chiefs taking the flight there. But this year is not the Tennessee of the past. And, and I, I will just say right here, you, you look. by the way, listen to this number. Matt Moore threw for 275 yards and a touchdown, 26-23 over Minnesota last week. By the way, the 23 points might be enough to beat the Dallas Cowboys today. Yeah, I said it. So, 275 yards and a touchdown goes to show He doesn't have to be the quarterback that throws for three touchdowns, 360 yards a game. And they can still get the win. Why? Because there's playmakers on that team besides offense. And as much as I hate Tyreek Hill, that guy guy was there. That guy last week, Making big plays, especially at the end of the game, which is where I really hate this guy because I hate that you wanna talk about a punk. That guy's a punk. Big time punk. But he is that guy where I'm not gonna sit and deny the talent. He's not gonna be on my football team. Yes, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a team that of good character guys that can play the damn game. I'm a firm believer you don't need a Tyreek Hill to be successful. Kansas City doesn't think that though. They got a team of a bunch of them. In fact, that's what they want to live off. So be it. I don't know, Andy Reid. Can he handle it? I don't know. I'm not, I just don't trust Andy Reid. I'm sorry. It, you know, it's kind of kind of going back, thinking about coaching like Jason Garrett. I just don't trust it. And I know supposedly as a pedigree, but until that guy gets a Super Bowl ring, I can care less how many times he's been in the NFC Championship game with a quarterback who's supposedly a Hall of Famer. You no, know, it is what it is. So now you look at this football team as far as the Titans are concerned, their quarterback position situation, not good. Ryan Tannehill is not a good quarterback. He's just not. It is what it is. But sometimes this guy pulls off the magic like he did when he was in Miami. Sometimes New England has a hard time winning down there, and part of it was because of Ryan Tannehill. But there's also the spirit of that Miami Dolphin football stadium. But Tennessee's kind of that way. Now, Tennessee gets an opportunity to run against the Chiefs defense, okay, that ranks 29th with, with, with Henry. This is that Achilles heel. But go back to what Todd was saying a little bit earlier regarding this situation. With, with Patrick Mahomes, is that even relevant? I don't know. Are they bringing Patrick Mahomes back too early? Listen, if Patrick Mahomes can says he can play – you're not really going to question this guy. If your trainer is saying, listen, okay, I guess he can go out there and play, then you're going to put Patrick Mahomes in. Is he going to be 100%? Listen, at 80 to 75 to 80% Patrick Mahomes is better than Matt Moore. So you roll with it. But then you've got to ask yourself the question, especially if you are the Kansas State Chiefs, is this a smart thing to do? I mean, you, all you got to do is look at the standings and realize that you have the Oakland Raiders. Okay, yeah, the Oakland Raiders are on your ass. So, what does that mean? Well, Kansas City six and three, Oakland's five and four, and Los Angeles, the Chargers, as bad as they are, they're four and six. And now, looking at the numbers. Kansas City has one more game to play more than the Chargers, but really two games by the two-and-a-half games. But the Oakland Raiders are right there. They are digging them. And not only that, the Raiders have won two in a row, which, by the way, I picked every single game of the Oakland Raiders except one correct this year. So Oakland, I think, really needs to win the division if they're gonna make the playoffs. I like I like David Carr, I really do. I like what he's all about. But I think I think they need to win the division. I think there are some other teams, especially Pittsburgh, even though they got a worse record right now, they're four and four. I think that's that's a big one that they gotta worry about. Indianapolis and Houston, those are two teams that they have to worry about. And Buffalo. Now mindset sits here and says, your mind saying straight out You know, Kansas City is going to win this division, but Oakland is going to be right there. But could you imagine if Oakland can overtake the Kansas City Chiefs within this uh, division of football? And believe me, we we will not hear that. We will not stop hearing about how great he is. Big dog. Good to see you, my man. So, with this. As far as Oakland is concerned, they get that big win on Thursday night. Uh, yes, I picked the Oakland Raiders. They're 5-4 and four now. And that puts some pressure on Kansas City. Now, Kansas City is going to make the playoffs, whether they win this division or not. Right now, everything spells that they're going to win this division, especially if Patrick Mahomes is healthy. But if he's not, and they are bringing him back too early despite this team That could have huge implications. Right now, Patrick Mahomes don't necessarily need to play this game. And Andy Reid is taking a huge risk in letting it happen. So Kansas City today gets Tennessee. Matt Moore can get the job done. I think this is a huge risk right now for, for Kansas City. Take the loss. Let's just say they take the loss. They're six and four. They still have a one game lead over the Oakland Raiders. And they're still the better football team of the two. This game right here could be very critical towards the end of the season. You can go back and look at this again and go, Should we have played it? Depending on the situation. I don't know. I don't like quarterbacks who aren't hundred percent. And I normally pick against them. And I'm looking at this game, and and I'm I'm so close to pulling the trigger on Tennessee, mainly because I think Henry's going to have a huge game today. I think the ball's going to be ran all over the place. They can't stop the run. The problem with that is, normally that's great for the Tennessee Titans, but who are they going to get the ball to? you you still got to go back and realize you got Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. Again, this guy is your atypical backup quarterback. This is what he should be doing right now. But as bad as Marcus Mariota has played, they made him the starter, and that's I don't know. Him coming into a game for a game for a two with his question of whether or not he's going to be the starter next week, that's not good. But You know, that's what the situation is here. Knowing that maybe he wouldn't be in there, I think that's better for Ryan Tannehill. They're not going to bring back Marcus Mariotti. He's not going to be a Titan next year. He's going to be somewhere else. But it's not going to be Ryan Tannehill leading the team next year either. So I I, I look at this, and I'm just not going to go for the fact that the better football team, even with Matt Moore at the quarterback position, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Would it shock me that we see the Tennessee Titans beat this Kansas City Chiefs team? No. I'm just not going to take it. In my heart, I'm going to be digging for Tennessee. And the main reason I I, I, I want that is I want this decision to be the bad decision of Andy Reid this year. Listen, ultimately Andy Reid's going to be the one deciding who's going to be at the quarterback position. Listening to his quarterback, listening to his guy, yeah. The betterment of the team is going to tell you that you need to play Matt more today. And, and, hey, you may lose, you may win. It don't matter. You're probably going to win this division. But with games being hard to win each and every week, that's the reason why we're seeing Patrick Mahomes Because they'll go back to last year and see the New England Patriots roll into Tennessee, and the Tennessee Titans beat them. And that's going to be fresh on the mind. So my pick right up, Kansas City. I'm going Kansas City. This part of the season and this game here, I think, is a very, very mental game. I'm going for my second upset special of the week. I'm going Tennessee in this game. Henry's going to run. And whether or not it's going to be via handoff, uh, how about the screens out of the backfield? I think those are going to be huge plays for the Tennessee Titans. And it's not going to be because Ryan Tannehill is a great quarterback and throw the ball downfield and get that big play. I know mindset is telling everybody saying, Sonny, you have lost your mind, and I know. And I understand. But mentally, I do not trust Andy Reid. I do not trust his decision makings with this football team. And I am saying right now, and I'm gonna to live to regret this pick. I already know it. I, I it's already in the back of my head. And as soon as the Kansas State Chiefs go off to a ten nothing league, I'm gonna go, God, I wish I could have that one back. But As the game goes on, watch Tennessee. Don't count them out. Unless it's like crazy out of control. And I'm telling you something about Brable. There's something about this guy that gets hit. This guy gets players to play. So I'm going on the fact that Henry's going to run all day. I'm going on the fact that Patrick Mahomes does not need to play this game. I think they're bringing him back too quick just because he's, quote, unquote, available. Uh, doesn't mean that you should play him. Again, 75% better than Matt Moore? Hey, listen, if he's a 75%, put, put in Matt Moore. So I only put the asterisks on a, a games uh, for certain situations. It is that if Matt Moore starts this game, I'm on the Kansas City Chiefs. If Patrick Mahomes is starting, I'm on Tennessee. I know you're saying, Sonny, you got that backward. I don't. I don't. They should go with Matt Moore in this game. And, and uh, all and all the reports, and I think even Todd may, mentioned it earlier, uh, Patrick Mahomes is starting this football team. So, I, again, I'm on Tennessee with the asterisk that if it's Matt Moore, I'm on the Kansas State Chiefs. Now, And the reason being, I think there's something to be said about that. If you're Andy Reid, you're telling your team, listen, I trust you enough to win this game with Matt Moore. When he brings in Patrick Mahomes, when he maybe shouldn't be, or there's no need for him to be in there, it questions the players on that football team. And this game, as much as it's physical, it's also mental. And listen, I'm going to say it, and I don't care what anybody has to say. Email me all day long. Andy Reid is a mental midget when it comes to figuring out football players. Should he play them? Should he not? And he's had that problem throughout his career, making some some bad decisions at bad times. And this could end up being one of them. Because could could you imagine – That Patrick Mahomes comes back And re-injures that injury on his hand Or For all that matters Something else Bad to the hand I don't know I'm just getting a feeling So yes, upset alert here I'm on the Tennessee Titans If Patrick Mahomes starts if Matt Moore starts, I am on the Kansas State Chiefs. So, you know, I think the mental portion is a big part of this game. So that's where I'm at. So let's
0: head on into the next game that we're talking about here on the campus. Oh,
1: I can't believe that we're going to talk about a toilet bowl game. And, and, and I don't even know who to pick in this game. The New York Giants are at home taking on the New York Jets, who are at home. Yes, they're playing at MetLife. They both play there. It's a home game. do not matter what side of the field that you stand on. I'm not one that buys that. I've never been one that buys that. If you're on your home field, you're on your home field. I just This is just an awful game. I, I hate the fact that I'm going to lose a game today by just picking the other team is going to win. I mean, we can look at it all day long. I mean, I like Sam Don. I really do. I like Jones on the other side better. I like the Jets' defense better than the Giants. And when it comes to this, that's the reason why I'm going to go with the Jets. I'm not going to go offense in this game. Because here's one thing I know about Jones. And this is no disrespect. These guys just hasn't played enough to where you can sit here and say, he's got a chance to blow them out. And in these close games, I want to go defense, and especially since both teams are home teams this week. Um, I I, just, I, and There's real no method to the med if I just think the defense is better. Um, I don't think – Darnold's the better quarterback. Normally I look at the quarterback and say who's the better quarterback, but I I think the Jets might have a better defense slightly. I might be wrong in that, but I'll go back to the Jets beating the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys had no business losing that game, zero. (laughs) Put the dot on that. And – you all know, Jets are home, so are the Giants, but right now the Giants have not proved enough to me by what they do week in and week out to where I say, oh, you, you've got to take the New York Giants. Now, all right, so you want to break it down. I do have some notes, okay? All right, the Giants are 2-7. and seven. They're on a five-game losing streak right now. It's their third straight season. They have lost five in a row. And that right there should be embarrassing enough for them not to even show up. But guess what? They are going to show up. Um, so looking at that, uh, you say whatever you want. Now, you look at the numbers, and a lot of times you you, you got to say what's going on with them. Because this is what. Adam Gates, that whole situation, that guy's not a good head coach. In fact, I'll just say it. I don't like him at all. His body of work is enough for me to say no. And how this guy gets the title of being an innovative offensive guru just baffles me. Who? What coach have you been watching? What coach? I mean, I mean, are you watching, Are you sure you're not mixing this up? Dirk
3: Connor. These two are the same. These two are the same.
1: So that being said, 14th time if you believe history stuff, and I don't. I don't care what they did six years ago; it's irrelevant. Half damn team's not there anymore. But the Giants in the last 14 games are eight and five against the Jets. Again, I, you know, you know, you know what I got here? Save this. This is the couch potato quarter. I have it on my desk every single week in case I need to flip it. And I almost did it. I almost did it. I almost went ahead and just put this thing up there and threw it up in the air and said, you know, heads for heads for the Jets. And it'll land on tails and I would take the Giants. But I'm not going to do that. So... Back to the offensive guru that supposedly um, advocates is. okay? The Jets rank dead last in offense with only two. God, this is, this is pathetic. I can't even believe I'm picking this Jets team. 223 yards a game. Passing of a god-awful 157 yards a game. Third down offense, getting the first down on third down, they're at 22%. That's barely better than one in every five. They're they're second to last in sacks allowed with 37. Why am I picking the Jets? And they're tied for 31st and scoring 12 points a game. Why am I picking the Jets? I don't know. Because every time I think I, I'm, I need to pick against the Jets, they lose, they, they win. Because I'm looking at this, I'm going Giants all day long, okay? But, and and not only that, you you look at this, injuries, inconsistency, game planning has just been god awful. All the spotty play by the quarterback position, the offensive line, you know, you know, lead to those numbers that we're talking about of a team that is not very good. So, but then you look up the other side, you see Daniel Jones, this guy will have a great game, then he'll give the game away the next week. He had a good season premiere, I guess you can say, but ever since that, he just hasn't been good. Sam Darnold is not a bad quarterback. Neither is Daniel Jones. But you just think right now, Donald has seen more NFL action, so I'll just say he's better because of that. I'm not saying necessarily physically and everything else. He's better, but um, but now you have that whole situation. I, I don't know. Donald, Donald has really kind of dropped off in reality, if you think about it, against the game. It, it, just go back to the Dallas game. You go back to that game. He had Mono after that. We didn't see him. You know, we had all that problem going on. In the three games back, Donald Stone, three touchdowns, eight interceptions. Why am I picking the Jets? I don't know. He's completed only 58% of his passes in that span. So, why am I picking the Jets? Because my mind's telling me the Giants, and every time I pick against the Jets in a game like this, they win the damn game. So I'm doing the normal flip that I would normally do. I'm on the Giants, but I'm taking the Jets. And and I can't believe that I'm doing it. So that being said, we got 30 more minutes left to go in this game. We said I heard from Cuervo. He's probably out on assignment. We got three more games that we got covered, so we have got plenty of time. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on one of these that we are going to go through or mark that. No, we're, we're going to spend some time on it uh, because I marked it off because I already picked who I was going to pick on Monday Night Football. Who knows? Maybe, 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 maybe I can find Cuervo on Monday and we'll talk about Monday Night Football. I'll give you my pick as far as that's concerned. So, That being said, of course, that's the name of this show. You hear it each and every Sunday on the Couch Potato Sports Show. uh, From 9 to noon takes you right up to kickoff. So that being said, of course, let's get on to the next one. I don't know. Let me just start this, this, this. I don't know. Because every time I think Green Bay sucks, they win a game. But listen, but that's not because they're they're winning games it's because of their defense. Like, you know, one Aaron Rodgers said after the first game. But the Carolina Panthers, you know, the, right now the franchise is in disarray. Way everybody's talking, Cam Newton is gone. The way. Uh, Tarvin talking is going to be a Chicago Bear I don't know, good, bad, or indifferent I don't know But you want to talk about an overrated quarterback That's got to be Cam Newton He's supposed to be the savior Granted, listen, you're talking about a guy That ripped off eight games in a row Two years in a row But that can't just be it he got to the Super Bowl. Two eight, eight, two eight in a row, two years in a row, and making the Super Bowl cannot be your, your legacy of football. Just can't. I don't think so. So what do you do in those cases? There's a lot of things to think about when you're, when you're looking at that game. I really do. I think there's, there's some things that people miss. And I don't know if this is the same football team, but they seem to be gathering around that quarterback. They really do. And I'm talking about the Panthers, but Green Bay, it's Green Bay. Here's one thing I know about Green Bay with the legacy that it all is, which is a good legacy. Don't get me wrong. And the ghosts that live over in Lambeau. Listen, I believe those ghosts just may be there. But at 5-3, and Carolina Panthers are not a bad football team. Now, have they got it all figured out? By far, they don't. Okay? You can sit there and realize what's going on. But Kyle Allen, will he be their quarterback next year? I don't know. Everybody's talking, you know, he's already replaced Cam Newton. Cam newtons he has been placed on the injured reserve. He's done for the year because of a nagging foot injury. Now, I want to tell you right now, nagging or not, those decisions to put someone on IR because of a foot injury, this is going to be the Carolina Panthers' biggest mistake that they make. Never mind just Just keeping Cam Newton, but not having him as an option for the rest of the season in case something happens to Kyle uh, uh, Allen is quite possibly the dumbest move this football team has made this year. The best decision was to go away from Cam, but you got to pay Cam anyway. And who's to say what's going on with this foot injury? No one seems to be able to find the exact details on what's going on. But at 5-3, and three, the Carolina Panthers are in a playoff race. And if they beat the Green Bay Packers today, they're going to be 6-3. and three, And if they're not in first place for, for a line in the NFC uh, wildcard, they'll be second in line for the wild card. Easy And and When I started off The beginning of this season Talking about Carolina Panthers I wasn't talking about this Smart decision to go away From Cam Newton Dumb decision to put him on IR Because now he's gone And they are one injury One bad hit Away From Kyle Anderson being gone Maybe done for the season. And then what do the Carolina Panthers do? This is not the brightest football team out there. I, I And I've been saying that before. I'll say it again. But there's something going on that makes this game completely out of whack. Right now, Christian McCaffrey is the MVP of this league. I said it earlier in the show. And I don't care what anybody says. I know they got some great quarterbacks going on. But when you're doing what Christian McCaffrey's doing, at the running back position, that, okay, think of this, okay? You look, at the, you look at the games, eight games that have been played so far this year. And what I say, you've got a damn good running back if he's averaging 100 yards a game. Not only is he averaging more than that, he's just kicking it with the touchdowns as well. I mean, really, Christian McCaffrey is one badass. In eight games, he's got 1,244 yards and 13 touchdowns. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, this guy finds the, the end zone when they're in the red zone. And not only that, Nine scores in the last four games. That means that they've been able to move the ball. And guess what? If you move the ball against the Green Bay Packers and you're successful at getting into the end zone, I think you got a chance to beat the Green Bay Packers. I really do. Now, I know who – that's it. I know who Aaron Rodgers is, and I, I know who he is. Don't get me wrong. But I think you want to talk about a team that has overrated their defense from game number one of this year? It's the same old Packers. And McCaffrey is a nightmare for that matchup. Get this. I was I, I got this in my notes here. The Packers run defense has allowed the third-most rushing yards. That's 1,036 yards, second-most touchdowns the 10, and fifth-most receptions to the running back position. Do you think Christian McCaffrey is going to get the ball today? Do you think that Christian McCaffrey's going to run for 130 yards and three touchdowns, two or three touchdowns? I do. Because I don't think that defense is as... You know, as Aaron Rodgers says, we got a defense now. Pathetic. 136 yards, caught a touchdown pass when the Panthers defeated the Packers two-season ago, and that's when he wasn't even on the radar. Now, that being said, you take away the fact that this team can't stop the run and you want to live on your know, Packer-backer, next-man-up mentality and everything, hey, defensively, they get some help, okay? The Packers have, went ahead and activated Campbell from the reserve physical, the pup list, and that is big for them. Now, the question is, will he really, 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 really be better and ready to go? Campbell played in all three games for the Green Bay Packers seasons last uh, season, um, including one starts with 18 tackles, 15 solos, uh, a forced fumble, and that's only in 112 snaps last year. The guy is super bad. He's a good player. Coming off the pup list, though, is he going to be 100%? I Listen, when you're coming off the pup list, And you go from practice to a game, totally different speed. And as much as I like Campbell, and I do, I don't, you know, coming off the uh, up-up list, the guy's not 100%. I'm sorry, just not. But that is a positive for Green Bay Packers fans. And you can have that feel good about that. But – You've you got to look at some of the things that are happening defensively for the, the, uh, the Panthers. Bradbury has a groin injury. I don't know if it's going to be enough to keep him out. He was uh, questionable for the game. But when you got a groin injury and you're going up against Aaron Rodgers, that guy better have some help. Okay, now I say that right here Knowing as little as I do About football and coaching But If they don't get him some help Bradbury if, uh, The Carolina Panthers If they don't get him some help This could be a big mistake And they better have a second game plan against him, Because Aaron Rodgers Will chew him up and spit him out Especially if this is close at the end of the game Now Talk about guys that are coming back. For the Panthers, they get Mario Addison um, at six-and-a-half sacks. They get him back after missing last Sunday's game after uh, his brother was unfortunately uh, shot and killed. So mentally, will he be there? I think he will be because he's got to get out of the funk of life. And listen, you say whatever you want about football, but this seems to be able to carry people mentally to where they can escape whatever's going on in their life. And just think about this, as I am picking the Carolina Panthers today. Carolina Panthers lead the NFL with 34 sacks. So whether they'll get to Aaron Rodgers, who somehow magically gets away from them, that is, will remain to be seen. But I'm on Carolina today, And I know that goes up against the difference. By the way, and I apologize, uh, I haven't been keeping people track of my other two people who are on record with their picks, that being Tarvin. So let me just pop back, and then we'll get back into this one. Uh, I'm on Tampa Bay. So is Tarvin. And my brother is on Arizona. Atlanta and New Orleans, everybody's on New Orleans. Baltimore and Cincinnati, everybody's on Baltimore. Buffalo and Cleveland. I and Tarvin are on Cleveland. My brother's on Buffalo. Tennessee at Kansas City. I have an asterisk pick on this. If Matt Moore starts, I pick the Kansas City Chiefs. If Patrick Mahomes starts, I am on Tennessee. That's just my that's my asterisk pick because we don't know who's going to start that game. Jets uh, and Giants. I'm going to go Jets. My brother's going Jets. Tarvin is going the Giants. Carolina and Green Bay. I'm on Carolina. Everybody else, my brother and uh, Tarvin are on Green Bay. The Rams in Pittsburgh. I'm on Pittsburgh today, and the other two, Tarvin and my brother, are on the Rams. Same for the minnesota dallas game. I'm on Minnesota, and Tarvin and my brother are on the Dallas Cowboys. And on Monday Night Football, I'm just going to throw it out. I'm on Seattle, and Tarvin is on uh, San Francisco, as well as my brother. We're going to be on air on Monday. It's a holiday. I'm not sure what time. And we'll talk about Monday Night Football. I'm going to see if I can find out where Cuervo is and see if we can get him up on the board. But that, that's where we're at. Now, got two more games that we're going to cover here in the final 15 minutes of the show. And... Miami at Indianapolis was so the game that I'm not going to spend a lot of time on, or maybe I am. Why is that? Well, Indianapolis has a situation with their quarterback that they don't want to be in because they don't have their guy. And listen, again, I, I go back and you listen to this show. I am not on Jacoby Brissett. I'm not. I have not bought into him, and I'm not going to buy into him. But there's a question on whether or not he's even going to be in this game. Miami gets the win last week. You know, whatever the case may be. You know, wait, let me, I'm just going to flip it. I forgot who they played. It wasn't a good football team. Ended up being an enjoyable game, though. Uh, Miami was, ah, Jets and Miami. And And there's yet another reason why am I taking the Jets after Miami beat them last week. But Miami gets a victory last week against the Jets. So, you know, when you get to this game with no Jacoby Brissett, and I don't know who's going to – I don't even know who the backup quarterback is. And and frankly, I could care less. Uh, but Jacoby uh, – oh, here it is. I'm sorry. Here it is. He is out. So it's not a question if if he's going to play, he's not going to play. So that can't help you. So that's who it is. My boy Brian Hoyer. God, I cannot stand this guy. You want to talk about a guy that's made a career out of four games that meant absolutely nothing in Cleveland? This is a guy that's lived up on top of it. Brian Hoyer is not a good football player. However, last week he kind of impressed me. I cannot even believe I said that. Um. So he's going to get the start He's got NFL experience Miami is Ryan Fitzpatrick Believe me, I'll take Ryan Fitzpatrick All day long, two times on Sunday I don't care how bad the Miami Dolphins are So I'm on Miami Um, Let's see here Who? Let's see here Uh, I'm on Miami And my brother is on Miami And Tarvin is on Indianapolis so again, I don't have a lot to say about it. I will say I do like Frank Reich. I like him. I like the way that he can get his team behind him. You know, you look at all that stuff. You know, you gotta say, hey, what's that all about? So now, if you think about the situation here, as far as the AFC is concerned, Indianapolis needs this game. The standings right now, they're five and three. They're dealing with Houston. We're going to talk about them in just a moment. They're playing because I haven't talked about Houston today. They must be on the bye. So they need to get this victory. They're second in the South behind Houston. Miami is just out of it. They have nothing to lose here at all. So Dwight Freeney is coming back to the uh, Indianapolis. He he plays for Miami. So some interesting sidelines. Nothing really to like. Thank God, i got to be there. 11 seasons, I think, Franey played for the Colts, um, so that that was huge. Uh, former general manager Bill Polian selected Freeney in the first round in 2002, and that was one of the things I was looking at. Now, also, Dolphins have lost four of their best players in the last two weeks, whether it be to injury or just getting rid of them off the team. Um, but there, there's – there's nothing in reality outside of it as I'm looking at the quarterback position. The rest of the games are irrelevant to me, and I know it shouldn't be because i got a lot of people that talk to me, Sonny, you, you weigh too much on the quarterback position. Well, with the NFL. That's kind of what they do, and I know that the defense comes in there, but you cannot tell me that Ryan Fitzpatrick is, a be- is not a better quarterback than Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer has made a career out of just killing football teams. So whether or not it's there, you know, I don't know. And and frankly, I almost pulled out the the old couch potato quarter on this one and called tails and see if it would have landed on it. But I'm going to go Miami um, for for the main, main reason. That I know that the I should go Colts there at home and everything. Everything just kind of aims it that way. But without Jacoby Brissett, this is not a good football team. And listen, I'm questionable about whether or not they're good enough anyway, even with Jacoby Brissett, because I'm not buying on him, and I haven't, and, and I'm not going to lie about it. So that being said, that's going to take us to the. Uh, oh, here we go. Good, I finally got my other computer up that I was running. I'll push that button there. So um, some of the other ones that you get, uh, we're going to uh, come on air on Monday. If I can find Cuervo, um, we'll talk about the games that have happened, and then we'll talk about Monday Night Football. Seattle's in San Francisco. Guys, I know yeah, I know San Francisco is undefeated. I know San Francisco is undefeated, Jene. I do know. But I I am on Seattle because if you're talking, I told you who the MVP is in my mind, Christian McCaffrey, but right behind them is Russell Wilson. And San Francisco, they did not look good last week even though they won. And sometimes when you start seeing a little bit of the chinks in the armor just slowly coming and making themselves known, that's what you get here. I'm seeing some things out of San Francisco, even though they're undefeated, that doesn't make me want to trust the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night football against a damn good football team. I am glad that I can say I'm a Seahawks fan now. The Legion of Bungholes have just made me so left a bad taste in my mouth about that franchise. Can't stand it. And I'm glad they're all gone. Well, a few. Bobby Wagner's a badass. And that's all I got to say about that. And if you don't think Bobby Wagner's a badass, you're not paying attention. And out of all the guys that they could have kept, they kept the right guy. So these the bungholes are not. Uh, they are there. And, and, and believe me, I get it. I understand why people... It, people will take a look at Russell Wilson And say, well, he's a running quarterback Guys, I'm going to tell you right now He may be able to run the football But when you just say, you know, he's a running quarterback you know, It's blasphemy it, it, It's the worst thing That you can say about Russell Wilson And it's it, it's downright An insult But people say it
0: But let's go to the last game
1: there's a situation brewing in Chicago. I say this because I thought maybe we'd get uh, Cuervo. But there's a situation brewing in Chicago that has this team in disarray. And that's the quarterback position. The problem is that Matthew Stafford from the Lions is not going to be in the lineup for the Detroit Lions. And that is not great. You can say whatever you want about certain things but I'm going to tell you right now, Matthew Stafford is a badass. And when healthy, this guy can play. And, in fact, early in his career, that guy couldn't stay on the field and save his life for some reason. But that being said, of course, that's the name of the show, No Matthew Stafford. And you want to talk about a guy, though, is finally for the first time in his, in his quarterback career, utilizing the tight end position, it's the first time. So now. The Bears are looking to get an opportunity to get off the night as bad as it's really been looking. Because you think about it, he was the number two overall pick over Patrick Mahomes and the dude down in in Houston. His name slipped in my mind. It'll come to me. And that that will be a forever thing that the Bears will be known for. But, you think about what's going on here. Now, I don't know what you think about Matt Nagy. Hell, I don't know what to even think about Matt Nagy. You yeah, but the first season, he was able to get that stuff out there, get those plays, get those victories. And guess what? Defensive coordinators, I say it all the time, the defensive coordinators have the advantage because they are going to find out who and how and why a certain team wins from week to week because they're just that good. So when you're just that good, you've got to ask the question, are they capable of being able to get the victory when they got to get it? And right now, both teams are in a situation where that's not there. So you think about some of the other things as far as the game is concerned with the Lions going in there, no Matthew Stafford, how how do you feel about that? I know I don't feel great about it. And the Chicago Bears, at least they're full strength, even though you may not believe in, uh, the, in Mitchell Trubisky. And I can understand why. Because if you think about it, Trubinsky's, uh, um past completion rate, 63%. Per game, 173 yards, yards per attempt, 5.6, rating of 80 from last season, and now it has been completely blown up. It was the number two overall pick last week, uh, last year and, you know, was successful. Now, you think about last November, you know, Trubinsky had a great game against the Lions, And, again, I'm not a guy that goes back in history. That game is history. It's gone. You ask my guy, uh, uh, Anthony Iannotti, if you don't forget about a game that you may have had that was bad and if you dwell too much on how good you were last time, it's irrelevant. But had a great game against the Lions. Sometimes you have a team's number. There hasn't been enough time. For you to be able to say Mitchell Chabinski Has anybody's number But without the fact That you don't have Matthew Stafford That makes a very big Difference in this game So what does that Bring you to? Well The Bears You know would have had their hands Completely full Because you think about Matthew so This is the number he's put up Matthew Stafford 47-41. 4,741 yards to this date. 28 touchdowns. Here's the big number, though. The bad thing, and, and this has popped up a couple more in the last three weeks. 21 interceptions. 28 touchdowns, 21 in, interceptions in 18 games. That's not good. That's more than one a game if you do averages. So now you look at what, what he's done. Stafford, uh, had thrown for more than 300-plus-yard uh, touchdowns, one interception in each of the past three games coming into this one. He ranked second in the NFL in touchdown passes and with 19, fourth in yards with 2,499, fifth in the rating at 106. So the, then the biggest question in reality when you, when you think about the Detroit Lions and who they are, what are they going to do this year? Well, I don't even know because when I found out that Matthew Stafford was not going to be quarterback in this football team, I don't want to take the the Chicago Bears, but I think by default you almost have to because there's no quarterback in reality. Um, I'm pulling it up right now because I don't even know who who's the backup quarterback in Detroit. It's Jeff. Dr- okay, I'm on the Bears. Okay, I'm on the Bears. Jeff Briscoll will be starting today. <laughs> anyway, but that's what it is. We got as you heard as we got the uh, we got the uh, reminder it's time to go. That was, we did I pulled three hours here on the Couch Potato Sports Show.
0: I'm
1: on the Bears today. My pick. I know they sound crazy, but I'm gonna pick it anyway. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Baltimore, Cleveland, Chicago, Tennessee, the Chips, Miami, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, and Seattle on Monday night so far. That's my pick. How are you doing with
0: your pick? Let me know. Give me a little message. Send me a message. Let me know how you're doing. Brownie Sharon, good to see you, my friend. I'm going
1: to do it for me, Sonny, Clarcy man in sports radio and guys I'm out of here. Hope everybody has a great Sunday. Check us out um, next Sunday for that being said. Take care everybody. Bye bye.